Hello and welcome to episode 114 of the Misanthropod. I'm Snipe and as always I'm joined by Wib. Say hello. Hello. And I'm also joined by the delectable, the desirable, delicious drama mat. Say hello. <laughs> hello. I don't know why I had to give you a weird intro like that. Uh, <laughs> how are you lovely gents doing this fine evening? I'm, I'm doing alright. You doing alright Matt? Yeah I'm good. Snipe. I am functioning within normal parameters. Thank you very much for asking. That is all we can really ask. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> so, without further ad- adios, I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounce it. I mean, you know, <laughs> I did get taught French by someone who wasn't French. Adieu's not even French. <laughs> it is. It's not. It is. Ad- without further ado. No, it's ado, like much ado about nothing. Yeah, much goodbye. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Sorry, I couldn't resist. <laughs> Wibble it. Yes. Just a little bit. What have you been up to, darling? Um, I have, um, looking at my notes, I have watched every television show uh, ever. <laughs> Good. Okay, um, well... <laughs> Do you want to maybe pick, like, I don't know, your top 50? Uh, yeah, yeah, let's go for that. Let's go for that. Um, so, yeah, I have just, um, over, over the last couple of weeks, I've just, I didn't really realise until I wrote it down. Like, You've I've consumed. Yeah, I've just been through a lot of TV shows. Um, so I've been watching, of course, Star Trek Discovery, mm-hmm. um, which I'm continuing to really enjoy. Yeah, this is uh, great, right? I want a kitty cat. And I want to call her Grudge. Because she is large and she is mine. Grudge is a large, beautiful cat. She is yeah. beautiful. Um, I, I can't... Oh, I, I'm having podcasts running into one here. Uh, I, can't, I don't think I've mentioned that in... If I, I can't remember if, the, if I mentioned this in the last episode, but yeah, on a recent one, uh, the crew all saw like a shipyard full of Federation ships and they all fanboyed out. Mm-hmm. And it was very real. Mm. That's honestly, it's, it just feels like, you know, the, the writers are in the right place because they obviously like what it is. It's like when Simon Pegg um, wrote, is it Into Darkness? No, no. Roberto Orsi, 9-11 truther man, wrote Into Darkness. W- which is the good uh, Star Trek movie. Simon Pegg wrote um, Star Trek Beyond, which is, Thank you. is the good <laughs> Kelvin timeline. Every time I hear that, I just hear it. Star Trek Beyond! Because I like classical yeah. music. Yeah. But yeah, it's like, yeah. I, I have a fan write something. Not like a turbo fan that argues with like people on Reddit. Or, you know, threatens <laughs> like women for liking things or whatever. But, you know, like, like someone who gets it. I, I, and it is uh, nice when you can see that one of the writers... Or, like, the writers just get it. I think you need to have the right kind of fan. You need to have a fan that doesn't consider the thing sacred. Mm. Like Ryan uh, Johnson? Yes. Like, The Last Jedi is the best Star Wars movie. Fucking fight me. I'm 
I'm looking forward to the comments on that. <laughs> oh, please. Just the fact that I exist, I get so many angry comments. Like yeah. that oh, fucking it's... other one, which I'm not allowed to talk about because it's too easy to find. <laughs> yeah, we we're not talking to, about that one. We need to let it settle for a couple yeah. of weeks, then I'll mention it. <laughs> um, but, uh, but, yeah, there's... Like, I think there is a thing where, like, if someone is too in love with something, then they end up making something that is uh, that it, it lacks teeth to say anything. And you just end up with just uh, fan wankery and you end up with Ready Player One. No, yeah, this mm. is true. I, I watched Jenny Nicholson's video. It's an old video. Um, on Ready Player One for girls. Yeah. And it fucking killed me. Okay, so if you're not subscribed to Jenny Nicholson on YouTube, you fucking should be. She's amazing. Yes. Um, and she was like, oh, I was reading through Ready Player One and I didn't quite get it or like it. And it's probably because I didn't understand all the boy references there were. And that's probably the actual reason. And then she was like, but thankfully I found the girl translated one. And it was just like, I hopped aboard, like, oh, can't remember the name of She-Ra's horse. Swiftheart. Communist, like, like, like Comrade Swiftheart. Yeah. And like, was it so Swift Swiftwind. Swiftwind. Yeah, I, I hopped yeah, on, on Comrade Swiftwind and I went to the club with my mini clip that was blasting out 90s tunes in 40 second increments. And then I got off and I threw my Sky Dancer and it was just going yeah. on. And she was like, I like this much better because I recognize all these things and that's what writing is all about. <laughs> and I was like, damn, Jenny. Um, Oof. But anyway, Star Trek Discovery. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I feel like we moved away from Grudge too quickly. I had more Grudge commentary to have. Okay. Oh, okay. You want to discuss Grudge, the big I cat? I do. I do. I love her. I think it's my favourite moment in, in this series so far is when, minor spoilers, but Michael goes off somewhere to do a thing. Mm. And Tilly goes into the room and just sees Grudge on her bed. She's like, ah, okay, you're on my bed. And then she's like, wait, where's Michael? And then she looks at Grudge and says, did you eat her? <laughs> and it's just, it's perfect. Grudge is very large. <laughs> And so beautiful. Good. As a general <laughs> rule, um, Tilly is fantastic. And, yeah. um, Tilly is beautiful, wonderful, amazing, and should be protected at all costs. Making a scene that contains both Tilly and Grudge is it a masterstroke. Yeah. Also, I really like how Stamets has become a much more likable character this mm. season. Yeah. Um, and um, nice to see, finally, a um, some non-binary representation Fuck in yeah. media in general, frankly, but um, in Star Trek specifically. Mm. Which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very good season so far. Mm. Enjoying it. I, I do think that uh, it could possibly do with maybe cutting down by about half the scenes in which people uh, start crying. Um, Why do you have a problem with people sharing their emotions, Matt? Just because it <laughs> happened... It, it, there was like a run of episodes where it happened so frequently that it started to lose its impact. Mm. Um but the last one didn't have it, so I was like, okay, good, good. This isn't just a thing where they're like mandated by the studio to, to have it once per episode or what have you. You want this new series to get the green light, you're going to have them cry at least eight times one episode. There was a great bit uh, where Saru was um, like talking to Tilly, uh, like trying to work out what his version of make it so or engage <laughs> or what have you should be. Uh, so it doesn't sound weird. Figure and he's pattern, like, let's get at her. <laughs> And so, yeah, he's like trying different ones out, <laughs> uh, and ever and like, yeah, it's it's kind of fun. That is honestly, I just like how human a lot of the moments are. Mm. It's really yeah. sweet and nice, and also um, Saru is a good boy who should be protected at all costs. Yes, yeah. uh, Discovery is not perfect, but I think it's it's really starting to find its feet now. Um, 
and yeah, I'm enjoying this season. Uh, I've also been watching The Mandalorian. Ah, yes, The Mand-a-Lorian. Um, the With Mand-o. The last episode, which is directed by Robert Rog- Rodriguez. Uh, Noise. Which is fun. Um, <laughs> uh, you know, I'd say this is a spoiler, but since if you're on Twitter, um, you literally can't avoid people spoiling things because it's like a trending topic when a character shows up. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you, the Twitter algorithm. Uh, but spoilers, my, uh, spoilers for characters that appear. Um, but oh, and I guess technically he was shown episodes and episodes ago. Um, but uh, Boba Fett shows up, and like I, I'd mentioned on, uh, I'd mentioned that uh, I, I had some mixed feelings about characters from the wider canon appearing in the Mandalorian because part of the thing that I thought worked really well about The Mandalorian was that it played with concepts within Star Wars and did things with, like, fringe elements, but didn't get too involved in main, like, Skywalker saga bullshit. Um, and it <laughs> meant that it there could, is a lot of bullshit. And it could be its own sort of thing off in the side and sort of play with stuff from the old EU and things like that. Um, and it's like, okay, so that's kind of, that's kind of interesting, but over this series, uh, especially this series, we've been bringing in elements... So, you know, we've seen uh, Bo-Katan and Ahsoka show up from, um, you know, Clone Wars Rebels sort of stuff. Um, and I was like, the th- and like uh, I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. Because it, it's like by bringing it into the wider world, in some ways it makes the show feel smaller. I get you. Um, but I was like, I'm fine with Boba Fett showing up. And I was like, why? And I was like, well, it's because Boba Fett isn't a it's character. It's because Boba means boob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's because Boba Fett isn't a character. Um, they as as in the movies, he's in three of them, and he's child in one of them, and in the other two, he's bounty hunter that has like five lines, and you don't really learn much about him. Uh, you only know about the character as being a badass. Because a bunch of people were like, he's a cool dude. And well, then the writers were like, shit, we got to make him a cool dude. Well, it's because of the old extended universe yeah. where far too much was written about him. Yeah. Um, and so there's I'm all sorry, this... I'm sorry. Are you saying in Star Wars, there's a character that has been elaborated upon too much? Yes. Like just a random <laughs> character? Like you fucking, you go to the... Ice Cream Machine guy has a name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, what... <laughs> And so it's like, okay, um, uh, but then, uh, but it's like, because Boba Fett, like, he has had some elaboration in the Clone Wars TV show where you saw a bit more of him, but it was him as a kid. So as an adult, we don't know that character. And it's like, yeah, he, there is some, um, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's some current EU stuff that, like, covers stuff that's happened with him. But it doesn't give enough of a context for who he is as a character. So there is totally room to take this, like, one of the most recognizable characters and do some new stuff with him. Because they haven't really done stuff with him. No, that's cool. Not on screen anyway. And like one thing that I think Star Wars fans need to remember is that um, the most people who like Star Wars will never, ever, ever read a book. Um, not just, any book in general. Just but, any I mean, book. but I mean, they won't read any of like the Star Wars expanded universe books. And you know, quite rightly, because a lot of them are bad. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, expanded universe stuff tends to be not. It, it tends to have a strange um, relationship with quality, like. I remember, like, because I'm a huge fucking comic book fan, and mm. I love the X-Men, and I bought the Chaos Engine, I think it was called, novel, when I was, like, like 16, and I thought it was a good book, 
It's like a trilogy of books, and they are not good. My favorite um, part from those trilogy, that trilogy, you read it, didn't yeah, you? I read it. My favorite part about that trilogy is when, like, halfway through one of the books, the assistant, to, I think it's the Red Skull, Red Skull's like, like, like I don't know, fucking dog's body. Yeah, he's, <laughs> it's like his his lead henchman. His name changes from like, for the sake of argument, like Tim to Henry. Yeah, in like the space, it's like a couple of pages. Yeah, it's like he's sitting there going, "Ah, yes, Tim, I was uh, thinking of this and blah blah blah," and you know it carries on, and he's being evil and uh, being a Nazi, and then like a couple of pages go by, and he's like, "Isn't that right, Henry?" And you're like, "Who the fuck is Henry?" <laughs> and it took me like a because he'd, ch- he'd been Tim for like a book. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Know, I think. It, I think it no, was no. all within one book. It, yeah, yeah. And it's, he, he'd been Tim for like a chapter or so, and you're just like, okay, who the fuck is Henry? And then you realise, oh no, the guy, the, the writer was just like, oh fuck it, I'll change his name, and they didn't go and back and change didn't go it. Back and change it. That was one of the many issues with it, because I think they just want to push that, like push EU stuff out as much as they can. Uh, expanded universe stuff. It's I, uh, weird. It often doesn't quite get. It, it need, they usually need another pass by an editor. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean they can't be amazing books, but I, I think sometimes. I mean, I loved yeah. them. I loved them as a kid, but you know, so yeah. it's good for young adult novels, mm. I guess. But but yeah, my me being uh, disparaging of the Star Wars expanded universe, uh, just to be um, a dick. Uh, aside. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Some some of it's good, uh, some of it's bad. Like anything, well, I mean, you know. Infinite Monkeys, um, Infinite yeah. Uh, but I, but yeah, because there hasn't been much done on screen, which is where most people will consume stuff. Like them doing more with Boba Fett It's like, okay, actually, yeah, I'm down for that. And um, I, I oh, fuck, I always forget his name. Uh, the guy that played George um, Lucas, Jango Fett. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry, I couldn't. Help yeah, it. who played Jango Fett in the Clones? Like him coming back to play Boba Fett, like on oh, old is, Boba Fett, is really cool. Is that the um? The guy from fucking, oh shit, from The Matrix. Yes. Oh, he is so fucking cool. Yeah, he's, he's cool. I love that guy so much. He's well, such... I don't know anything about him as a person, but he's a cool actor. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, he, like, anytime I've seen him in a movie he, or, like, a piece of media, he has been so fucking mm. entertaining. So cool. I hope he's not a dickhead. <laughs> I don't think he is. <laughs> I don't think he is. But he's um, so fucking rad. But yeah, I've been really enjoying The Mandalorian. Very cool. Um, also, uh, I, I, I guess uh, since it's something that occurs really late on in um, the, the first season, um, there's things that appear that I never ever thought would appear in um, all, like in live action. Like uh, you see a Twilight boob? <laughs> uh, the <laughs> the Dark Saber was one of those things. I thought that was something that would never show up in a live action thing ever. Oh shit. Um, and another one is that the d- whole dark trooper shit is is starting to come in, and like that's another bit of old canon where I was like, that is never going to appear in a single live action work <laughs> ever. And then it shows up, and I'm like, fine, well, cool. Um, also, on the sci-fi note, I watched through the both season, both current seasons of the Netflix Lost in Space. Is that where everybody wants to do a secky wecky with the robot? You said this to me when I first started watching it, and after watch and after seeing a few episodes of it, I think my words were: if someone wants to fuck that robot, they definitely belong in horny jail. Okay. Um. Because yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get it myself. I don't get it myself, especially because the robot's very childlike. Mm, see, that's my problem. That's that. It's like, oh yeah, you want to fuck a monster? Fine. You want a werewolf boyfriend? Okay, just whatever. 
But when it's like, oh, this thing's like super childlike, I'm like, mm, no. Yeah. <laughs> it, uh, just, it just kind of, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, makes you feel a bit uncomfortable. So I'd heard kind I hadn't heard much about Lost in Space, and what I'd heard, what I had heard wasn't super positive. Yeah, so I, kind like, of, I think four people have seen it. Um, and, and so I went into it with sort of, with expectations quite low. Mm. Um, I fucking love it. <laughs> it's great. Uh, it's. Yeah, I was okay. not expecting that. So it's basically... It's nice that you still had that in you. <laughs> it's a long... St- I mean, it's a bit absurd how it's basically a, two full seasons of, of oh, we've got a plan to solve this problem. Oh, it went wrong for something outside of our, uh, our control. Okay, we've got another plan. Oh, that went wrong for reasons outside of our control. And it's that for two seasons. Um basically my life but it's but it's full uh, but it's full of like a lot of heart um and like the main family is they start off somewhat strained like the dad's like a military guy and he's a bit of a dick uh, and the mom's a scientist and he's a bit like you know her kids are her crew and that means there's a little bit of coldness there and they, and uh, you know uh, the mum and dad are estranged from each other like they've split up a bit ago but by go- but they ended up back together to so that they could go to this other planet it's, it's a whole thing um they're being amical about it at least yeah and and like the story is really about them as a family kind of coming together and um they find this uh, the robot is an alien like an alien robot hey. and wow. it you know imprints imprints on will i actually made the realization that this is actually a as much as like, i don't remember much about the original lost in space series um because i think i've seen like an episode of it like, like i remember the movie where like gary oldman's like i'm gonna be a big spider and then he turns into like a big scary spider or something yeah that's the 90s movie and it's pretty shit yeah but uh, he has a cool helmet effect i don't i can't remember if it holds up i have no idea if it holds up at all but i have distinct memories as a kid of watching that with with um what's his name not matt, matt leblanc matt, yeah i almost said matt lucas and that would have been a very different film um <laughs> Matt that would have been a way better <laughs> casting choice. I'm imagining like, that. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, he with his like helmet that just goes over his head. I'm glad I'm not the only one that remembers it that. It was so cool cool the coolest shit. I can't remember coolest. that. All I can remember is that there's a weird like energy core, and then Gary Oldman's a spider. That's all I can. Yeah, remember. that's that's at the end of the movie. Yeah, yeah, that's that's all I can remember, and I don't know why. Uh, like it's not it, honestly, it's not very good. I, it's one of those movies I do mean to rewatch at some point to see how it is. Um, mm-hmm. But I remember that, I can't remember who it was that played the dad, but I remember him being colossally boring the whole time. That's probably why you can't remember who played him. Yeah. <laughs> um, however, um, so, so so I don't like remember much about the big plot of, of Lost in Space, apart from they get lost in space. Um, and I, cause I, the only one I clearly... <laughs> Spoilers. The only, the only thing I clearly remember <laughs> and remember from the franchise is the 90s movie, because I watched that more. Mm. Um, so I, I also went into it with no like preciousness about lost in space canon. You went, you went in pretty neutral to like the whole thing really expecting quite not very much yeah at all. um but what they've actually i think what they've actually made is a uh soft remake of lilo and stitch um <laughs> <laughs> okay hear me out so will oh no i i'm there with you will i don't need any will is um will is a small child who mm. is? Damn it! You're right. Who is? You know, he he doesn't quite know his place in the world. He's not very confident in himself. Um, a fish killed his parents. A fish killed his parents. 
um, and he uh, and he finds a an alien um, who imprints upon him. This alien is an alien that is. You know, have like six limbs. built for war, has four arms, but slowly, but once it, it to to fit in with the humans, takes on a more humanoid, four limbed form. Um, it has a very limited vocabulary, and when it needs to fight, it goes back into its four limbed form. The robot is Stitch. I thought you said the robot is Lilo. He's he's just <laughs> he, he's blue as well. No, <laughs> like okay. It's there, but it's kind of like a midnight blue. Yeah, like a raven blue. Uh, but it's it's really it's really nice. There's like a few bits in it that just were so sweet and nice. Well, okay, I'm not not to spoil anything, but there was one part that you told me about mm. that just hearing it from it second hand, I actually teared up. Which which bit? It was the um, thing about the daughter. Oh yeah, I can I can say that because that's not really a, a yeah. And I was just spoiler. like, <laughs> yeah. There's like a, a there's like a bit because um, the the Robinson family, the eldest daughter, is from uh, uh, is from a previous. I, I, I don't know if they actually ever say if they were married before a previous relationship. A previous relationship. Um, but you know, the the dad loves her just the same and raised her as if it was it was her own, and it's. And it's like, it's, isn't her dad like dead? Yeah, like her, her biological father. And he wa- and he wasn't a bad guy. He's not like an estranged thing. He just he died. He was a, an astronaut, um, and you know, uh, and so there's like this scene where you see a flashback to when they were young, when um, she was younger, um, Judy, when she was younger, and she's doing a presentation on her hero, and she's talking about her her biological father. Um, you know, he died before I was, you know, before I was born. But you know, he's my hero. And then at the end of the presentation, and the, the teacher's like, "Okay, that was lovely." Now we're moving on. And she's, and she's like, "No, I've not finished." And then turns the board over. And then there's, and you know, and Nagin is like, "And now I'm going to talk about the dad who raised me." Um, and it's just like stuff like little touches like that from the past, and it's like just really nice. The fact that she is, a, you know, an adopted daughter isn't like a sense of tension it's just mm. this is this family and it's just yeah. portrayed in this really kind of just nice light it's oh. never a... yeah I, I don't love know. how it's like because like you see in a lot of media like divorce or anything is always portrayed as like this horrible crushing thing and don't get me wrong it, it is for a lot of people it's it's a big it's a big horrible thing for a lot of people but like also there are a lot of people who were just like you know we got, well, they, mar- we got married real young and... Yeah, but they didn't divorce, he died. Well, you, you know what I mean? But I'm saying that kind of thing. Mm. So in a lot of other pieces of media, it would be like, oh, um, what's her name, Judy? Yeah. Like, Judy would be like, you're not my real dad. You'll never be him. You're a replacement. And it's basically just, mm. like you say, a source of tension, which is, let's be honest, fucking tedious. Mm. And it's just sweet. Mm. And it's like, yeah, it's sad that her her biological dad's dead, but the fact that he's like, yeah, no, you do, you if you if you want to do a a pre- presentation on your hero and have your bio dad, that's amazing. You do it, honey. Yeah, and it's just like that is so fucking healthy and adorable, and I love it. Like, because you, you see the dad not being like jealous of this he's presentation, like, he's yeah. like egging her on, like while she's doing yeah, while like she's that's, doing that's it, that's and fucking it's yeah, perfect parenting, and it's fucking so cute. And there's so many bits with the the robot that are just adorable. Like, there's there's this one bit which I will I will spoil. Just it's it's not a big story point, but like because they're not sure about the robot about 
how it's going to be like in, in, interpreted because they don't really know its motivations. Of course, it can't, can't really say much. And for like mm. a while, the only thing it says is Danger Will Robinson. It's kind of hard to. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but like uh, the Robinson kids are all in a cave for the night and uh, one of them writes on the wall... Uh, the Robinsons were here and has we'll here. and has this like little speech about like you know now I, I think I finally understand why cavemen drew on walls. It's a way of saying that I was here, like that I existed. Mm. Um, and they all all the kids like because like leave a handprint on the wall. And then during the night, one of them wakes up to see the robot kind of walk over to the wall, put his hand in like the clay they were using, and then put his handprint next to next to oh. theirs. That's really sweet. Like, yeah, the robot's adorable. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I, it sounds I really, like they've I, taken a very interesting new direction. Yeah, it's, like I say, it, it's it's a bit absurd, like, the amount of, like, nonsense they have to deal with and how it's just non-stop. But, like, it's really buoyed by these really, like, nice characters. Like, you want, you want to just exist with these characters. My only c- critique of it is... I would prefer if there were more episodes where they had kind of downtime so mm. that you can just see them existing. Yeah. Um, also, there's a lucky chicken in it called Deborah. I love Deborah. <laughs> so, you know, that's all <laughs> you really Stan, need to know. Stan, a poultry queen. Um, and yeah, there's a, there's a lot of other stuff I don't want to spoil. But yeah, if, if you never gave it a shot, give it a shot. Because I think it's good. Do it for Deborah. Do it for Deborah. Because she is beauty and she's grace. She's a chicken in outer space. <laughs> I feel like you've said that before. There's also Probably. a bit. There's also a bit where, in a life or you know, just post a life or death situation, some of the main characters ha- are in taking helium, uh, and so uh, they they have helium voice, um, and and it's great. Uh, also, I watched the new Animaniacs. <laughs> right. Okay, I have a question, but I need to phrase it carefully. I'm not right. asking if it's as good as the old Animaniacs. I'm asking if it's as good as I remember the old Animaniacs being, <laughs> which is, What's I imagine, it? very different. Um, I enjoyed it, but I do have a couple of critiques, and okay. I don't. And I want to go back and watch the old ones to see if they are also as relevant. With yeah, because I have and if it's no just me idea. So um, overall, it is funny. It has there's a few segments of it that are great. Um, the only re- major returning things they've done is that it's the they've done all things with the Warner with the Warners and Pinky and the Brain. So all the other things like Good Feathers mm. and Good Idea, Bad Idea, and Slappy the Squirrel, like those haven't come back. They, f- oh, quite a few slappy. of them do have cameos here and there, um, but it's mainly the the two kind of most popular ones that they had in there. Um, and I, I think like some of the, some of the segments of it are really funny. Uh, there's one about um, there's one called Bun Control. Oh my god, this is so good! It's got so many cute bunnies in it, and it's not a metaphor because the only thing that can protect a bun owner from another bun owner is a bigger bun. Yeah, and we don't need bun control. It's. <laughs> It, it's so on the nose. It's it, and uh, it knows it. It's it so yeah. Um, that, it, there's a lot of things. Yeah, like and it's it's funny and it's the animation's really interesting to see. Like I, I didn't even notice that there was like um, differences in like the character designs, but just subtle extra bits of detail. It's interesting to see. Um, is an episode with Edward Snowden in it of all things? Like that was a weird thing. What? Yeah. 
Uh, with him, the, with um... him voicing a character or with actual, no, like, no. in the Edward Snowden is in it as a character, but it's not okay. voiced by him. I like the um what? the completely random uh, just Cyclops on the island who's like, yeah, this is my, my beautiful island. Everyone yeah, likes that's... my island. Uh, I, I like looking at my beautiful island that everyone loves with my two very good eyes. <laughs> the Cyclops is Trump. Yeah. It's, yeah. Um, and it actually leads me on to a thing. Uh, my one big problem with the series, like, because obviously, you know, like, it, it, you know, there's some jokes that work, some jokes that don't, you know, that's kind of normal for things like this. Um, is that so it does do politics, um, as the original Animaniacs did. And I, I want to go back and watch the old Animaniacs to see if I have the same feelings about it. But watching it in 2020, and it was written two years ago, so it's going to be a little bit behind the times. But it feels very... How can I put this without sounding like the worst person? Just say liberal, which means kind of like... Yeah, it's very centrist. Very centrist, which... I personally dislike centrism because I've never seen it back up any left points. Yeah. It always... It, centrism seems to me and is just... This just is. Fight me. I don't care. Um, it tends to veer towards always supporting the status quo. Well, yeah, it's always going to. Yeah. And that's my problem with it. And yeah. it's like, yeah, they might be saying some fun stuff, but they're still kind of veering towards, like... The, the no no good things what it, it feels it, it's very American it's like it's made for American democratic voters mm, okay. um, and people who vote for them because they think the Democrats are amazing not because they they're just like well they're, they're not better than the alternative yeah. better than the alternative but they're still both more right wing than any UK party <laughs> yeah 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 um, so it's so it has this kind of weird feeling where where it's like it's it's being like political and trying to like be like uh, we know what's going off, but you're sitting there and going like, this is this is like follow this is like Mark Hamill's Twitter feed. Like, I love um, Mark Hamill, but he is a bit of a centrist. Yeah. But he's, he's such a fucking liberal, <laughs> <laughs> um, and like that. That's very much a I am a leftist. So when oh, I, I'm a, I'm fucking you know, I'm a fucking anarchist. So, so you know you know when when you when you are approaching politics from that kind of perspective, like, yeah, of course, like a lot of mainstream stuff is going to seem pretty limp and ineffectual. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, it just kind of, like, it was occasional times where it was just kind of rubbing me the wrong way because of it. Because I'm just like, yeah, you, you're really just bumping up the people that are just as bad. That like, reminds me. Well, maybe not just as bad, but, you know, are part of the problem. Yeah. So I was listening to, um, there's like a kind of a, a garbage channel. I kind of like, guiltily consume yeah I know. every now and yeah. you know how everyone has that one like one or two channels where they're like i'll never subscribe to you because you're kind of like shit but i <laughs> okay. it's i kind of want something on the background and, yeah. uh, and you feel kind of bad about it yeah. But yeah and it's like um it's one where they read creepypasta stories and i don't think they ever get permission ah. so it's like i try not to watch them but like occasionally i just need something on in the background and there was this one that was like it felt like it was written by a fucking QAnoner. Oh, because it was like it was fine. It was like oh yeah, so you know, I was um because it literally starts off with like this German guy who was in World War One and he just he has like a weird Groundhog Day thing where every time he dies mm. he he like wakes up and everything plays out the same. And I'm like okay, yep, yeah, Germany during World War One, that's fine. And then he's like sitting in a bar and. 
communists kick the doors in and start trying to violently convert everyone to communism with their, quote, ridiculous far-left views. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> it was just using loads of, like... You know, you know, like the dog whistles. Where honestly, it yeah. might have been innocent, but it's it just it set off alarm bells. Because it's, it's not like and, violent communists haven't existed. No, no, exactly. <laughs> like, obviously, and, and then but... the main character is like, "This is why I joined the Nazi Party," and I'm like, "Okay, hold up." I don't um, think I back um, this character up. And then like he's like, oh yeah, I told them where they could shove their red propaganda and I stormed out. And then all the communists followed me and beat me within an inch of my life. And it's like, yeah, that that happens. I mean, I'm not saying that that's never happened. I'm just saying that it's, it reminded me of um, uh, from Trigger Warning, the fucking John... Uh, w Stone or whatever his name is, Jenny Nicholson again did a video. William John. William Johnston. Johnston. Yeah. yeah, where it's like, oh, I was reading the um, the university's course list, and all of it was like feminism and modern America and how racist everything is. And I walked past a group of people who had man buns, and they were talking about gender fascism. And it's it feels like that. Yeah, it just really felt like that. And then because he gets jumped by Antifa. Like actual, like apparent Antifa just jump him with like like a like a gang out Sorry, of an eighties was... movie with like fucking like <laughs> chains. I was just momentarily <laughs> transported back to Alex Hirsch's calls to the uh, election um, hotline, <laughs> where he's talking to Zeus from Gravity Falls and like, ah, uh, I saw this guy. And was he... in the striped suit. I think he was Antifa. I think he was Antifa. And he was saying rabble, rabble, rabble. <laughs> and he had a bag full of hamburgers. <laughs> <laughs> This so it, uh, okay, I, I should really get back on things. I've got a bunch to talk about, and <laughs> and I'm, I'm barely through it. Um, but yeah, um, I don't want to say the Animaniacs is bad because of this stuff, but just it's something that I noticed that kind of rubbed me a little bit yeah, the wrong occasionally way. Occasionally, and like, I, yeah. I do want to go back and watch the old stuff to see if that still had the same position, mm. like. Um, because this is kind of interesting. But one thing that the uh, that Animaniacs did do is it um, referenced Lunatics Unleashed. So I actually watched a bunch of episodes of that as well. I remember that came out when I was at college and we all thought it was fucking hilarious. Yes, it was. Because they were trying to make it so... It was basically like fucking the Snyder Cut of Looney Tunes. Yes, that is the best (laughs) way of describing it. It is the Snyder Cut of Looney Tunes. Um, And it's like... It's this really, like... it's It's a superhero reimagining of... The Looney Tunes, but where they're in the far future and they're superheroes and they all have individual powers like they're fucking X-Men. Um, <laughs> and it tries to both be the joke. It both tries to be both like um, a sort of superhero car- like um, cartoon show from like the late 90s, early 2000s. The one it reminds me of most is like the Mighty Ducks, if you ever saw that. Mm. I don't know why, um, but I thought you were going to say it reminds me of the Mighty Mighty Boss Tones. And I'm like, that's not a TV <laughs> show. Because, um, yeah, the Mighty Ducks. Because the Mighty Ducks had a TV series where they were alien... Oh, they were alien mutant hockey-playing ducks. Yeah. Some <laughs> um, fucking Canadian shit, and I love it. They were not children who just happened to be in a hockey team called the Mighty Ducks, as the movies <laughs> Did were you about. guys, like, when you guys were at school, like, there was always, like, around Christmas, like, they, they would bring in, like, they would wheel in the VHS. Mm-hmm. And, or, like, or, like, a giant TV with a tiny giant screen TV somehow. Giant TV with a tiny... Yeah. And, like, <laughs> yeah. they'd heave it into the fucking classroom, and they'd be like, yeah. saying, yes, it's nearly Christmas, we thought you could watch a movie. It was always Mighty Ducks, 
or Cool Runnings? I don't think I ever watched either of those at school. Once, remember... once we got to watch um, Titanic and the teacher had to get up because this was like year six. So we were like, I don't know, <laughs> 11. So she had to get up and like fast forward the boob bits. <laughs> it was fine. But then she missed out the bit where they go down on the, in the lift and she like does the middle finger. And we all thought it was the best thing ever. <laughs> yeah. Nice. <laughs> Sorry, that that has just reminded me of like that when when you accidentally get have something rude happen at school and the class basically cheers. I remember, <laughs> I no, I, I remember there was this one time when um, we, well, we must have been like year f- fucking like four or something, so like grade four. Well, how, um, how old is that? Like nine ish nine yeah oh, okay. and we had like a, a, a um we had to like label the bits on a body it was like oh, a, a kind God. of basic like stick manny kind of figure and you were mm. supposed to like, label where where you thought all the organs were and stuff and so people were of course drawing dicks on them yeah and <laughs> and the teacher got up very very flustered and was like i just want you all to know that the thing that many of you are labeling as a willy <laughs> is actually called a penis <laughs> And everyone just fucking <laughs> erupted, just like, yeah, penis. <laughs> I literally had one of those in my science class where the guy, the, the, the sciencer. The was, science penis. Yeah. The science penis, yeah. And the sciencer was talking about like, okay, so like, yes, and the anus and every time he's, and he just like, in the space <laughs> of five minutes, he said anus like 14 <laughs> times. And we were all like, like 13, like, <laughs> and he, he lost it and he, he was like, Okay, class. You know, there's nothing funny about the word anus. It's just a ring of muscles, also known as a sphincter. I and mean, it was just very much in that yeah. same kind of incredulous. You've and just taught like, a new word. It's like, great. Now we're going to be calling each other sphincters for the next yeah. nine months. Thanks, dude. But yeah, that fucking reminded me. I told you this, and I, I wanted to tweet it, but it's something you have to hear. I okay. went to pick up my medication the other day, um, and just as I was leaving... Um, I was walking past a, a lady and what I presume to be is her son, who was maybe six years old, five, six years old. And he was having a nice little strut along. He was really enjoying his time out with his with his um, with his guardian, with, with the person he was with. I hope she wasn't steely and this would make that story really awkward. Yeah. Um, and and she was like, oh, look, Boots has got a sail on. And he went, ooh, 69. <laughs> And I burst out laughing. I presume it was sixty nine percent off. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was just he. I don't think he had any idea, no, but it was just so. Not. He was so earnestly <laughs> stoked about sixty nine as a number. I just fucking oh, no. lost it. I honestly, because usually you kind of go, no, I fucking lost my shit. I just went. <laughs> And was like, tried to pass it off as a cough, but she knew I was laughing at it. It was the funniest fucking thing in the world. Um, But anyway, I'll try try to get through my stuff. Sorry, Um, sorry. uh, So yeah, Lunatics Unleashed. Yeah, it's like, uh, take the the Looney Tunes, make them superheroes, and try and have it be a superhero cartoon, but also have them occasionally stop to do Looney Tunes shtick, to like, (laughs) do like the back and forth banter. Um, And... I won't. I, I won't. I won't. I won't say much about this because um, no one should spend any amount of time or thought thinking about like um, Lunatics Unleashed. However, it's only about fifty percent as bad as you think it is. But you should never watch it. It's absolutely not worth watching. Super generic. But it's because it's just really generic, and you just spend the whole time going, "Why is this?" 
and I couldn't answer you. Uh, but it has like lore, which is the funniest thing to me. Like, there's a whole like the the world has like a backstory, like it's kind of post apocalyptic world, and like this it kind of hellish mega city. It's like it's fucking bizarre. Um, speaking of of weird. Things like that. Uh, I also watched the new Netflix Alien Worlds show. Is that kind of like the faux documentary on Alien Worlds? Well, it's, not, it's not a faux documentary, it just is a documentary. Well, no, it's like a documentary. It's like, oh yeah, this is a fucking land jellyfish or something. Yeah. It's um, an alien that, that we've made up. Yeah, what it is, is it's a show where they use the things that occur on Earth, like um, quirks of evolution, um, to show how things that would live on that could live on exoplanets which is planets that are outside of our solar system um how things could develop there and then they've made cgi like things of a bunch of them and then show off like a potential alien ecosystem um and use these kind of these these fake animals they've come up with as a way of talking about the real world um evolution of things um, so basically, it's like, hey, look at the shiny thing. Well, I kind of talk to you about something less shiny. Yeah, it's kind of like the science of the Discworld, the way those books did it, uh, mm. where it would use mm, okay. that framework. The only problem is, is like, I think it short. It probably should have been the other way around, and because it feel what it feels like is they've invented some ridiculous bullshit and then tried desperately to justify it with real science. Okay, so they made Bamzukis and were like, these can exist because of uh, Jupiter's gravity being very, very yeah. oppressive. <laughs> and it feels like they pro- like the other way around, if they explained the science and then said, and then that means that this could exist. I don't know, it just feels like that would frame it and it would feel a little bit less like they were bullshitting you mm. whilst presenting the exact same information. Maybe that's just me because of how I how I interpreted it, but you know that's just how I read the show. Mm. Um, but it was yeah, it's it, it's a way to spend a couple of hours. There's like four episodes of it. It's fine. There's a few interesting things in there. I mean, you could like do something mm-hmm. constructive, like have a really epic masturbation session, or like I don't know, Hoover. It <laughs> it or did combine have... the two. Um, maybe don't. What if what what if, what what about people who don't have winkies out there? Like you don't want to be masturbating with a Hoover at the best of times, I believe. I mean, I'm not a doctor yet, but <laughs> yet. Like... on this kind of subject, there was one part of it that utterly upset me. Uh, on a, on oh, a... you told me about this, and I was like, dude, I've just woken up. Why are you ruining my day? <laughs> there was. So it's eight a.m. Fuck off. <laughs> so it was talking about how um, rhinoceros beetles like. Um, they have those huge horns that they the males use to wrestle with each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and they're talking about how... They, they don't have the sentience to do any Turkish oil wrestling. Yes. Not yet, uh, anyway. Not and, until and, the device is completed. And, and they were talking about how, um, from like an evolutionary perspective, um, like these big things, they, they're like a symbol of like, well, if I have these ridiculous things that get in the way all the time and I still survive, then I must have, I must be strong as fuck, so my genes are good. Um, it's it's the communication, and that means that ones with the bigger horns are more likely to mate, which means that then over time, bigger and bigger horns happen, and so that's how you end up with these ridiculous things. Because uh, all animals are eugenicists, I guess. Uh, <laughs> that's quite the um, quite the quite the statement that this uh, program has uh, come out with. Sorry, <laughs> that's that just amused me to say. I'm sorry, but your um, favorite animal is problematic. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Especially ducks, Jesus. Don't, um, we don't talk about yeah. ducks. Um, but then there was like a bit where they were like, where it then cut to uh, the male um, then impregnating a female oh, rhinoceros beetle. And then there was just, it showed like the cameraman like looking at it, like looking at the shot. And he was looking at it in this really like workmanlike way. And then he was like, oh yeah, that's the shot we wanted. Yeah, it going inside her. Yeah, that's what we wanted. Oh. And I, I just that's had to... That's why I always hated like nature documentaries. I was like, we filmed a bunch of lions fucking. And it's like, <laughs> I don't... I don't want to see lions fuck. But Dude! It, but it just... It, it was just how... How he said it of like, yeah, this is the shot we wanted. We wanted the penetration shot. And it was just like... Man, did you have to word it like that? It's like, you know what's probably really funny? Because that's what I'm going to remember from that show. That's what I'm going to remember. The guy who's like at home whacking off the beetle porn. Yeah. Big bad beetle porn. Yeah. That's what he wants. Because he's got a big bad beetle boner. He does now, yeah. 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 Like, oh, mate, just... Yeah. Anyway, um, just a couple more things. move on. Holy fuck. A couple more things to talk about. Uh, I also watched... I watched the movie Mortal Engines, um, which is that one about giant cities that eat each other. It's oh, a yeah, metaphor yeah. for capitalism. Um, or is it? Which is a movie that is made entirely of metaphors, yet doesn't want to say anything about any of them. It's fascinating. Oh. Uh, it, they basically, um, I believe it's a case of what we were talking about earlier, um, about how um, when someone who is too in love with a work adapts it. Oh, because it it's based on a book. It's based it? on a book, and they tried to cram in absolutely every... It seemed like I read a synopsis of the book, and like I was looking at things, and you go, like, that makes sense in a book where you've got the time to go on a diversion like that, but in the movie, you absolutely can't. It's like two hours and 15 minutes long or something, and the entire middle part of the movie is literally irrelevant to the wider plot. Oh. Like, it has nothing to do with, like, the actual big thing about the big cities... It's it's weird, and they changed it from the books in thing in ways that made it more confusing and weird. Great, um, but yeah, it's weird. It is it is a movie that is made of metaphors, yet is entirely literal. It's bizarre. Um, I know writers who use like subtlety, <laughs> and they're cowards. Um, it's not terrible. <laughs> like I'm I'm not going to sit there and say that I watched it and was like annoyed the it whole time. It feels way too long. It's 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 like I could vacuum in that time. Yeah, you could, like, remove a good, like, half of the movie and with very minor rewrites. Like, uh, the the main villain's daughter um, is at the start and opens a door at the end and she's in the rest of the movie, but after I finished watching it, I couldn't tell you what she did. If you open that door... Um, <laughs> she, like, half... Not, not just anyone can open yeah. a door, honey. Um, but yeah, you'd think a movie that is a, that the main sort of thing in it is a giant mobile version of London that consumes and envelops smaller villages by force in order to take their resources and assimilate them into its oh culture. Oh my god, it's, 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 if, if... You'd think that had something to say. No, that's, that's just Polgasari, but with London. <laughs> London is Polgasari. Uh, but yeah, it just kind of doesn't. It's bizarre. Mm. Um... Wouldn't recommend, but also it's kind of a fascinating thing to watch of how not to adapt a book. <laughs> uh, because, it, yeah, it just crams in absolutely everything from the book, whether it, or at least it feels like it's cramming in everything from the book, um, whilst not having the time to elaborate on any of the things in it to make any of them mean anything. It's weird. Um, I 
the last show that I watched was a really weird one that I watched entirely last night, and I didn't mean to watch the entire thing. It's only five episodes, so it's not too much. Um, but it was the most surreal and bizarre show that I've possibly ever seen, um, which is called Sentosha Battle Wheels. Nice. Um, and when did you watch this? Fine. It's on Amazon Prime. It's an Amazon Prime exclusive, and it was made Ooh. for Japan. Okay. Um, and you know, you wait can, a minute, you're not Japan. That's uh, not for you. And they've just subtitled it to put it out <laughs> over here. Um, now, how, it's a show which, however I describe it, will not be a complete story um, because it is too many things. So basically, the show starts and. Um, there's basically a castle has appeared at the base of Mount Fuji and there's a warlord in it and he is going to he is launching a battle against this evil warlord and they are going to fight each other um and what they and how they fight each other is that they have got a bunch of Japanese celebrities um I don't know who any of these people are other than knowing that one of them played um a main character in a Kamen Rider series that's all I know. Okay. Uh, but they're all celebrities although if you don't know they're celebrities it takes a while before the show makes that apparent. So that was a bit weird. Uh, Cuz it's like oh it's talking about like traits these people have as if I should know them. <laughs> and I'm like what? Uh? <laughs> and they all are given a car. Awesome. And these cars are completely unmodified, um, but the good, quote-unquote, good guys have um, all Western cars um, that are luxury cars, and they most seem to be from, like, um, mid-2000s sort of era. So, like, you know, there's, like, a Jaguar XJ Executive and um, Mercedes SLK compressors, things like that. Yeah, things like that, yeah. That sort of era (laughs) of luxury car. Um, So they're not new, but... They're not really old either. Yeah. You still see them driving around. Yeah. And then the bad guy has a similar team, also made of celebrities, um, with other cars that are all Japanese. Um, some of them are quite... Uh, some of these are quite old. Mostly luxury cars, but like one's a Skyline, uh, Nissan Skyline, things mm. like that. Um, mm. One's uh, the Nissan Fairlady, which is sort of the thing that replaced. I think they kind of oh. replaced Skyline, so whatever. I used to know about cars. I don't anymore. Uh, <laughs> um, but two of the people were pranked into being in the show. What? Like what? they were like, "You're using your real car," and they were pranked into it. But it's obviously not real. But okay. they make out like it's real. Okay. And all the time when they're doing this plot stuff, they're all corpsing all the time. <laughs> oh, you show me the thing where like, is it the bad warlord? Yeah. He's sitting there and he's like. Like, he just goes, like, really high-pitched, and he has, like, literally just, like, a Sharpie line as a mustache. Yeah. And, like, there's, like, he's like, oh, you need to build a car or fucking whatever. And the guy's, like, who's shouting, yes, master! But he's, like, laughing his fucking ass off. The whole time. And the geisha next to the warlord is just, like, fucking, she's, like, on, she's just slumped down onto onto her ass just laughing as well. And it's like, what am I watching? It's, and then, and then... (laughs) The the cars then all have to compete in challenges that are reminiscent of, like, the challenges at the end of, like, Scrap Heap Challenge. Um, <laughs> so the whole thing with this weird conceit and them doing these absurd things, it I, I described it on Twitter as being, it's like the challenges from Scrap Heap Challenge were inside Takeshi's Castle. 
I love Tom um, but there's no <laughs> cast of Red Dwarf to be seen. Because um, I realised, wait, Robert Llewellyn's the host of Scrap Heap Challenge and Craig Charles did the UK dub of Takeshi's <laughs> Castle. So why isn't Cat <laughs> hosting this? Yeah, why isn't Danny John Jules in this? Um, but um, it sounds like that would, uh, because it still kind of tries to maintain the story and they're still cracking up the whole time. <laughs> And it feels like that combination of things of like, oh, we're going to do like this absurd like race where the cars are like not trying to knock each other out of the way. And they're just road cars. So they're not like specially modified for this. So like they'll get wrecked really easy or doing like car sumo and things. These all sound like they'd be quite fun to watch. Uh, but the problem is, is that A, um, it's a lot of people um, telling really bad jokes that um, are also bad jokes from another language translated into English. So a lot of the humor doesn't carry across. Um, I mean, some of it's just, like, a little misogynistic, so, you know, that doesn't carry across. Ah, all hack jokes. Um, not as much, although it does have, like, a, a woman who comes out um, to, like, with a sign to say what the um, next thing is, and the camera just literally, like, zooms in on her tits in a way that, like, you mm. sit there and you go, hmm, I know you mean this as, like, a joke, but it's just kind of skeevy. You think, yeah, it's, it's the whole kind of, yeah, you might be mocking that kind of practice, yeah. but you're just doing it. Yeah. And it's like... Eh. Yeah. Um, so, so like, the humour doesn't really work, but as I say, I'm not, I'm not going to judge the humour too harshly, because, like, a lot of it is International just... International punchline. Yeah, I'm, I'm English, so, like, you know... Or trans- if you translated English humour into Japanese, it probably wouldn't work for the Japanese either. So, you know, that's, that's the thing. But the big problem is, is that it's edited atrociously, and they like make stuff that in any other series like that would be like a 15 minute segment lasts 45 minutes <laughs> as you hear people waffle endlessly in between the bits you actually want to see. So it's this podcast. Yes. <laughs> yes. It is the, this podcast of bizarre challenges. Right. Um, and it's also got the problem of the, it's so, it, it has such a hazy like relationship with its own internal rules that it's hard to get invested in it as a competition. Like, oh, this person's just going to get this car now. Like, okay. Because eh. we've decided that they're allowed this now. And, like, the final challenge um, becomes so ludicrously unbalanced because one of the cars is a big American SUV that has 100 horsepower and an extra ton of weight more than anything else there. So, of course, nothing can win at sumo against that. And it's a winner stays on situation, unlike everything else in it. And then they bullshit away for the other team to win at the end anyway. So it's like, it's impossible to care. Um, it's a show that, like, in describing it, it sounds like something that you want to watch because it sounds absurd. But actually watching it is terrible. Um, <laughs> it, it's just such a, it, it's just such a mess of a series. I don't understand it. Um... Yeah, the only funny joke in the entire thing was when one of them, um, his actual car was brought in, and it's a Volkswagen Beetle. And the jokes running up to it aren't funny because everyone's just mocking him because he hasn't been on TV for a while. Oh, and, wow, that's so mean. And um, that this car represents um, like two thirds of his entire wealth that he has left. Um, ha ha, you'll be unemployed soon. Yeah. You're like, ha ha, ha ha, this is. And this is coming from an Australian. Yeah, and our Aust- humour is pretty nasty. I can't watch Australian humour. It's too cruel. Especially like prank show stuff. Yeah. It's as really as I've gotten older, I'm like, yeah, that's maybe a bit bit far. Yeah. Um, 
but uh, and it, it's kind of, so it's kind of mean spirited. But then, like when the person, another person's about to race in his actual car, he's like, "So I don't know if you know, but uh, in modern TV." Um, you shouldn't, you know, people don't want violence. People don't want extreme things. So just take it nice and safe. And they're like, oh, this isn't on be on TV. It's on Amazon. They're like, oh, Amazon, doubly so. They don't want anything exciting. <laughs> they just want you to sedately drive around. That's what the people want. I mean... Um, it's it's worded funnier yeah. in, the, in, in the translation anyway. And that, that kind of works because it's him trying to protect his own car and like him earnestly doing it. But again, because all the things that are quote-unquote real happening... It's obvious that most of them aren't. It's just a reality show. But it's reality show rules. So it's impossible to get invested in those things because it's like someone says, oh, I've just bought this car. And then they'll trash it. And but the thing is, they're a celebrity, so like they can make out like this is a big deal to them. But like you know that they're gonna just get, even if it is their real car and they do really care about it, you know beforehand they've been told, look, we're gonna pay for you to get a new one that's better. Like you know, there's a situation like that going on because if it wasn't that people would be less cartoonishly mad about it or more mm. legit mad about it. Also, it feels really weird, you know, like, bunch of, like, Japanese celebrities owning cars. Because, like, everyone just takes public transport in Japan. Like, it's, like, like you very rarely see people, like, pootling about I imagine it, in cars. It, in, in at least the media I've consumed. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's entirely representative of the reality. No, no, I'm just kind of saying it's like, oh... And it depends where you are in the country, of course. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, if you're in central like, Tokyo, I imagine it's like any big city it's, it's where like, it's... It's like, yeah, it's you like, know. you don't you don't want a car in New York. Also, um, I learned the other day <laughs> that New Yorkers aren't afraid of anything apart from old couches. Uh, oh, what? Old couches being left on the side of the road. They will fucking, like... They could be walking towards, like, a group of, like, visible murderers. And they'd be like, I'm walking here. New York, New York, New York, etc. But they will cross the street if they see, like, an old mattress. (laughs) Why? Bed bugs. Uh, They are terrified of bed bugs. But by extension, it's funny. It's it's See, this is how the news gets you. I just made everyone think that New Yorkers are afraid of upholstery in general in general which is kind of true because of what that upholstery contains beneath Mm. (laughs) which is i don't know much about bed bugs but apparently like in order to kill them you just have to just crank up the heating mad high and then it just like they just die okay so that's what they do when they like if they fumigate your house they just turn the heating up real high and just seal all the windows apparently oh okay Uh, i've got one last thing to mention and then i'm done okay um and uh, I'll, I'll try not to, to go off on any wild tangents about um, bed bugs. I guess now. Yeah. Um. See, it's just it's just I'm kind of getting my things in now because every single time that you go first and I go last, um, anytime I like, I literally sit there and I'm like, oh, so I did this, and you're kind of like poking me, going, "Come on, the time," and I'm like, "You spoke for an hour. I can't speak for whoever ten goes, minutes." Whoever goes first always gets always ends okay, up with the longest um, thing. No, it's always you. Doesn't always work. Comment like below. <laughs> it does, I mean, I literally have a lot to talk about today. That's why. Wow. Yeah. Like. Okay. That's um, what that is. All right. If you say so. So talk. Uh, the last one is uh, Toy Box Turbos. I bought you that. Which you did, yes. Hmm. Um, which is a um, game by Codemasters, who used to make the Micro Machines games. That were fucking legit. Um, Some sort of rally game, I can't remember what it was called. 
Oh, they made the um, Colin McRae Rally series. That's the one, yeah. You know, oh, which no, later no, no t- one gives a fuck about. It's Micro Machines. That's the OG yeah. shit. Right? It, it, which later turned in, uh, Colin McRae later turned into the Dirt series. Oh, yeah, um, about the time he died. Yeah, the, the last, I think the last Colin McRae game that had his name on it um, was Colin McRae Dirt. Um, and then, so Dirt just became its own oh, series okay. afterwards. Mm-hmm. So it didn't have his name on it. Yeah. Um, but that was, yeah, it was around the time he died, which um, came across as a little insensitive. It really did. Uh, Although it's just very unfortunate. It's very unfortunate, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, Toy Box Turbos is by Codemasters, and it's a, it's micro machines in a, everything but name. Um, and it's like it's like a you know it's like a top down thing where little cars kind of drive around, and it it's on like you know silly like tabletop thing so it's like racing oh. around on the di- on the dinner table or Breakfast racing around table the and you, table. you drive over the butter and stuff yeah <laughs> and it's like exactly the same rules as the old micro machines games there's new game modes as well but it's like the same sort of deal um and so yeah if you're into the micro machines games and you didn't try this because it came out quite a few years ago um give it a shot it's quite fun um i wouldn't say it's as though it's more modern um, it doesn't feel as polished as the old Micro Machines games, but I don't know how much of that is nostalgia and just being really used to how those old games handled. And this just handling a bit differently because everything's a bit floaty and the animations, the animations of things all feel very keyframed. Yeah, because it's like more cinematic that way. Um, so you can, I don't know, the animations all look very rushed for things. Um, so they tend to not look a bit smooth, um, but yeah, it's still it's still relatively fun, and you can you find it quite cheap. I got it in a fanatical build your own bundle where you get like five games for like two quid, which I love those build your own bundles. Mm. Except for when they're like build your own platinum bundle, one game for a tenner, and I'm like, nope, not interested in that. <laughs> I like I like it because I'm like I can get ten games for like a fiver that I'll probably never play. Well, that's it. Um, I don't want to spend like like a tenner on one game I probably won't ever play. Come on, I'll spend I'll spend five dollars on five games I'll never play. Exactly, <laughs> it feels like a better deal because I can ignore more like a larger amount of games. It's yeah. I don't play games. I just acquire them. <laughs> we live in a strange dystopia. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, that is that is all I wanted to say. Um, so that's all I have to say about that. So that is that. Uh, who's next? I actually forget. Drumblebee. So yes, Matt. What what have you been doing? Here he comes. Here comes the drumble. He's a cute little bee. Bees. <laughs> bees. <laughs> Why bees? <laughs> I forgot what buzz was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Do you think bees are Pokemon? Bee. Bee. Like, what? Oh, my God. Anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, anyway. We're watching some TV series. Uh, we've, we've spoke about Discovery. It's, it's great. I'm quite excited. I don't know how... Is it going to be another... Because the, the last season was, like, in two parts. So I don't know if they're going to do the same thing again. I, I don't... No, actually. But either way, for as long as it's going, that's that's good fun. Um, I actually stopped this podcast. I was halfway through watching the seventh episode, which I think is what we're up to as of recording. 
I'm halfway through it, so I was like, mm, kind of want to go back and just watch the rest of that, really. <laughs> <laughs> but we've been talking for an hour, so can't do that yet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> in, my, watching... in my defense, there was a lot of tangents that weren't my fault. Yeah, yeah no, because it was, we knew it was we wouldn't in, be able to It was entirely in. not your fault. No. <laughs> wow. No, 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 it was, yeah. I'm, I'm dropping myself in it as well. <laughs> um... <laughs> We finally started watching the new series of Kipo. Kipo, I keep meaning to watch it. it. Oh, it's so good! It's oh. just wholesome and lovely, and just everyone like is me. the best. Yeah, it's great. Um, I'll give updates at the end of that season. I think. Um, see, I quite good, this... it had... Oh god! No, no. I was just saying, I do the kind of thing where I never watch a series when it's like when people are watching it. Mm. And then I'll watch it five years later and go, hey, everyone, did you hear? Fucking Agretzico was pretty good. <laughs> I don't know why I suddenly turned southern. But yeah, <laughs> that's my best Yorkshire accent, by the way. Uh, nice, nice. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's good because the first two series had like an overarching story with a big villain and things. And then this next one, it was like, oh, actually, this is like, oh, no, the world's slightly bigger and there's more stuff going on, which is quite fun. Ooh. Yeah, it's good. I highly recommend it. I'll nice. give you my thoughts when we finish the series. Because like every now but... and again, like I'll just look in group chat and it's like you, Ash, and Sarah gushing about it. Oh, and Rose <laughs> yeah. as well, just going, "Ah, oh, it's so good." And I'm like, oh, yeah, I need, so to, I need it to. I need to watch it. I'm hoping. By, that, um, by the way, I just I just want to make a quick note here. Um, if if throughout this podcast um, you happen to hear any weird bumps, <sighs> yeah. um, that's because the neighbors upstairs are. I don't know what they're doing, but I think they might oh. be trying to learn to read. No, they, they um. were they were uh, about fifteen minutes in. They were arguing. Oh, were they? Real, was... like she was screaming at him. Oh, okay. which is like, look, honey, same, but fucking, I don't know, whatever. Yeah. And yeah, the uh, the joys of living in an apartment mm-hmm. or a flat or whatever the feck. Oh, is an apartment supposed to be rich hoity-toity talk? Um, officially there are differences between what is an apartment, what is a flat, um, but I have uh. never known or cared what the differences are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah I don't want to know. Yeah. No. Uh, ca- carry on. Sorry. I just, sorry. Thought I, I just thought I'd mention that because I, because I, I, there's enough of them that I don't think all of them will get edited out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair. And um, they are shitheads and we do hate them. So, you know. <laughs> fair. <laughs> uh, where was I? Oh, I've been playing a game. <gasps> Want to tell us about it? I do. I do. Oh, okay. I've been playing. Yeah. It's 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 a train game. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I could try and pretend otherwise, but it's not uh, on Switch. It's called Conduct Together, and it's it seems similar-ish in to the last train game I played on the Switch, which was called Mini Trains. But that I one you had that. to like get you had to get your train from like. A to B via you lay the track down and try to collect all the people. I can't remember exactly the conceit. And it was a very much, you know, you went through and you had to do each level in a certain time or with a certain length of track or something. And then you got, you know, one, two or three stars. And if you did past it, you unlock the next level and it just went on like that. This is a very similar sort of conceit. It's one of those sort of, it's not quite mobile trash because so far there's no microtransactions or that sort of thing. But it's very much a, here's the core gameplay. And you just get levels that just go on, and you just get stars. How good you do on each level? Yeah, a lot it's of one, games one of those... like a lot of games have adopted the sort of mobile game language just because yeah. people are used to it. Uh, the um, to- uh, Toy Box Turbos has like a star system. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah. yeah. I first encountered that in Angry Birds. I do blame Angry Birds for the <laughs> yeah. proliferation yeah, totally. of that system. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the best. But it works quite well in this one. So you, 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 the point of this is that you don't lay the track. You just you load up the little little world. It's a sort of isometric top. You know that sort of topish view, and it's all like low poly train models going around, and you've just basically got to pick up move a certain amount there's like two or three stations on the on the screen and you've got to move passengers from one station to whatever color you know they're either blue or red or yellow i think or purple mm. and you just move them from one station to the other and all you can do is your a b x y buttons if you press them it stops the train that's got a little a b or x or whatever label on it and then you can use the d-pad to change points and that's all you can do and you've just got to do it. It's, but it's weirdly addictive. It's one of, the, one of those ones where you're like, oh, that was pretty good, but I only got two stars. And it's like, yeah, it's one of those ones where you get so stressed doing the level and you get so annoyed. And then you finally do it. And you get a few seconds of relief. You're like, yes, I've done this level, got three stars. It's great. Right, next level, back to being annoyed. <laughs> but it's is just this... the... It's exactly it's... the right level of that, just to keep you engaged, and it's so annoying. But I, I love it. This feels like it's a gateway into S and M. I'm gonna be. I, I feel that that conduct together is an insidious BDSM game programming our youth. <laughs> yeah, quite possibly. I mean. But... Honestly, there's nothing insidious about BDSM. I'm just making a joke, but it does sound like maybe you just fancy a bit of a flog. Well, yeah. Well, it depends. As long as I get that few seconds of relief every now and then. Well, I mean, that's yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's between you and Warmaster Ruth. You know what I mean? But <laughs> <laughs> can't so... come to the phone. I've been tied up by my balls. I've been shabaried so hard. I don't want to Google that, do I? Uh, it's actually pretty pretty gorgeous. It's a Japanese uh, rope play with oh, all okay. these. Like, they like it's actually very beautiful. Like the way they kind of like there's a loads of different rope patterns. Hmm. and stuff and it's very pretty um it's also porn so (laughs) google at your own risk but it it is it is inherently quite i think very aesthetically pleasing Hmm. okay it's very very fun i i I can barely tie my shoelaces i don't think (laughs) (laughs) well i mean either either that like means that you're going to be really bad or really good at it that's true because like if you if you are so bad at tying your shoelaces that you shibari yourself i think you're basically you're basically a demigod <laughs> of, sh- of like bondage <laughs> demibod d- n- oh, yeah, yeah, no. you know I tried something and it didn't quite work but that's okay <laughs> anyway tell me about your, your no. uh, sadomasochism train so you game. start off and I can't remember what the first train is you start it's like a fairly generic train but every time you finish like a zone and a zone has like I don't know five or six levels in it you unlock the next zone, and then you get a little prize you unwrap, and it come and a little a toy a, like a train model train box appears on the screen, but without a window in it. So you have to like tap to open it, it's sort of loot box style. Apart from it's not random each time; it's just you get a reward for the end, and you get to pretend you're opening the train box, and then you get. A, <laughs> but it's like they're based on real trains. So the first two, for example, the first train you unlock is the Mallard. So excellent, nineteen thirty something, early thirties, blue steam train, like. If you see this picture of a train, if you, you you'll recognise it, even if you're not a train person. It's like, have you got a, a train? A, a, is there a flying Scotsman in there? I don't, not yet. I don't know. So the first two, the Mallard, and then the second one, 1972 stock London tube train. <laughs> oh my god! 
I'm sorry. It's you just two like, are oh, grandpas, and I think it's so fucking cute. <laughs> it's so good. And then basically, the trains that you use on those tracks, you just you get it's like however many trains are running around the thing at once, but they're all just whatever train you want them to be, and the, of the ones you've unlocked. Okay, which is just glorious. So I just mm. I kind of want to keep playing because I want to see Can what other tra- what other trains you unlock. Get the Back to the Future 3 train, because that train is fucking gangster. <laughs> that train is it. pretty gangster. It's so cool. It can fly. Yeah, I like, that train can fucking flying mechanics. Well, then it's a shit game for twats, I'm sorry. I mean, yeah, but it's addictive. <laughs> so is cocaine. <laughs> I've heard. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, but like, there's a quick aside. Do you remember when my my father didn't want Dicko in the house because he psychically saw that he was on cocaine? Which legit. is bullshit because Dicko's just like that that. sounds like yes. something someone on cocaine would say. <laughs> <laughs> what me or my father? <laughs> Your father. He was probably on cocaine. This was the kind of person where he basically at work he took like. A fistful of like he does. He didn't even know what drugs they were. He just took a fistful because he he had one, and then nothing happened in five minutes, so he ate the whole bag. Um, which is, I, I think, and he woke up in the hospital like three days later with a, with a fucking tube in his mouth. Yeah, oh, but he's happen. exactly the sort of person who'd be like, "Oh, I don't want this vaccine. though. you don't know what they're going to put in it." Uh, yeah, but, yeah, what, exactly. Uh, <sighs> and then he just eats a bunch of brick dust and fucking like, rat poison uh, that he's paid fifty quid yeah, for. Yeah, he is exactly that person. Yeah, he really is. <laughs> so yeah, just just as a quick aside, have a bit of a laugh at my 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 ex family. <laughs> <Yeah>. I don't know. <laughs> Do so, those people what? you don't speak to. There's people that I lived with for a bit, but turned out were a bit cunty. Yeah. Just a bit. Yeah. So I, you know, I packed up my little, my little duffel bag and I went to practice Shibari in the wild. <laughs> you can see where, like, they, 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 could, they could see where I went because I've been like fucking hog tying deer and shit. But all the deer were But it was in. really sexy. But it was time. really sexy. Yeah. All the deer were like, hmm. You know, I wasn't sure, but... I'm actually kind of into this. Kind of into this, yeah. It's really hard to get it around the antlers. Oh, no, you don't go for the antlers. Like, that's a separate... Uh, like You have a little like uh, washing line kind of rope for that one. That's a specific one. But and then you kind of like lattice them together. I just imagine you're hanging socks on them now, like, like yeah. between the antlers. Like, yeah. you using it as a washing line. Yeah, well, I mean, why not? You know, like... I mean, what is there anything sexier than domestic chores? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure that's someone's thing. They're like sitting there, like watching a woman, like you know those with like, the marigolds on. What are the the the, the washing squares? <laughs> They're kind of like a cheese grater, but they clean clothes. Like, help me out here. What, what are they? Washboard. That can't be it. Yeah, because yeah, no. they're, they're they're more importantly used as musical instruments. So yeah. Oh, it's, okay. I never made that connection. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought it was like, oh, that looks okay. Yeah. So yeah, this is some some fucking person like a cheese cl- grater for clothes. It looks like a cheese grater. <laughs> it's like a fucking. It's like it's, it's like a picture frame, but you rub clothes on it. It's fucking stop laughing at me. I I make sense. <laughs> And it's like some guy in the bushes is cranking one out. He's like, oh, non-bio, you dirty bitch. Matthew, please tell us what you need to tell us about video games and or TV shows that you have been consuming. Um, Can you imagine like getting mauled by a bear? And it was like, well, we found him covered in fucking like fairy power spray. Like with with fucking like color retainment sheets around his dong. And he was mauled by a bear. Can what? You, 
<laughs> if, you, if you're a forest wanker, like jacking off looking at someone washing their clothes and then a bear gets you, like the police report would be fucking hysterical. Yeah, I if guess. You're, if, you're, if, you're, if you're jacking off watching someone wash their clothes, are you also washing your own clothes that you're wearing at the same time? Is that what I, you're suggesting? Yeah, no. you're getting deep into law here that was not firmly established well, that's beforehand. why I'm trying to establish it, because quite frankly, I can't live with this level of not knowing. I, I, I don't think this needs this level of backstory. I just don't uh, think that it, bears like bushwankers who have a fetish for laundry. Alright, good to know. Good, good okay. to establish. This, this is, is what's going to get me that hate. That is the Pod canon, and let's just go with it. This yeah. is this is what's going to get me hate in the comments, because there's going to be loads of, like... like Anti like la- laundrettes, which is what they call themselves, where they think it's like dodgy, and they're going to be like, "Well, that bear was being violent," and stuff. I love the face you're I giving me, honey. No, I, I, <laughs> you I, know how I've been up for like. Yeah, honestly, I have no hours. fucking clue what you're talking about. I faded out. <laughs> um, right. So, what was Dramat talking about? Like wanking in the bush? He was not. I mean, he should have been. He was like not. conducting drains. Yeah. With your dick. No. That's not no. very sexy. Although, the next game I've been playing, I feel like you probably end up could doing it with your dick, given the theme. Yeah, I've been playing Mad Max. With your dick? Oh, no, yeah. but I feel yeah. like that probably wouldn't be too far from the premise. Really? I don't know. I feel like there's just a lot of... I don't know. It wouldn't there's be big, out of place. There's a lot of raw sexual energy. Uh, Scabarus Scrotus, the villain? Yeah, well, yeah, they're, yeah they're, well, I mean, there we go. Yeah. That's, I'm sorry, that sounds straight out of fucking, like... Mad Max? No! It sounds it... like it's straight out of Ankh Morpork. Yeah, but... It's like, oh, yeah, yeah he, oh, yeah, I went to get a pie from Cut My Own Throat Dibbler, and there was Scrotius Maximus, what was his name? Scabarus Scabarus Scrotius, or fucking whatever, just yeah. having a pie, and I was like, oh, fuck. He's got an enormous codpiece. Yeah, it's, it's like a big spike, just, just full of scabs. Thing. Yeah, um, uh, Mad Max. I played through it myself. It's yeah, pretty good. I, I assumed it was just gonna. It's... When I first saw that it existed, I just assumed it was gonna be a terrible, you know, video game of a film adaptation thingy. Like they're all bad, basically. And yes, there's gonna be exceptions. And feel free to. They are all bad forever, are. but there are exceptions. But, but like in general, games based off films are shite. So I just kind mm. of assumed that this was going to also be that. But then I've heard, gradually, like, just in passing, heard people mention playing it, and I was like, oh, maybe it's worth checking out. So I have. And it's good. I mm. think it's just... So, yeah. so far... It's, it reminds me too in. much of home. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's, fair, um... Ha, ha, like, I, I've beaten the game, so like, I, I spent mm. quite a bit with it. Uh, and I... When I say beat it, I mean, I... I don't you, think I... Oh, you were whacking it. I don't think I 100%ed <laughs> it, but I did, like... Oh, no. These sort of... I assume there's, like, things you can collect throughout the map. Yeah. And, yeah. 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 Like, I, I think might it's not best if you don't know, because you have a collecting problem. Yeah. I, I might not have 100%ed it, but I, I think I did, like, 95%ed it. Mm. Like, I, I did most of it and most of the stuff on the side. Um... But yeah, I I thought it was it was pretty good. Uh, it's a bit same o same o at times, but that's yeah, that's my mix. But it's fine. I can see that. But yeah, I'm enjoying it so far. Hmm. It's yeah, it's good hmm. fun. I haven't played a. I've been playing Switch games for too long, so even though it's not exactly new, it is like a PC game that's got a bit more depth to it than you know just conducting trains around or whatever. It reminds me of doing. when <laughs> James Rolfe, the angry video game nerd, was like. 
there was a part in one of his old videos where it was like, oh yeah, this like fucking Atari game I've been playing is fine or shit or whatever, I can't remember. And it was like, so yeah, modern day games probably have like, you know, way better shading and then it shows him playing GTA 4 and having like a fucking meltdown because he's like... He didn't know that they existed. I can imagine that's <laughs> happened with with you. You went from like ang- Angry Birds with trains to like Mad Max, and you were like, "It's like looking in to the future." I mean, or- I actually had the opposite effect. I didn't when it first started loading up. I was like, "Wow, this looks dated already." I mean, I, mean, I don't know when did it come out. It's not uh, that old, is it? Uh, Twenty years ago. Uh, it's only a few years ago. Yeah, it, it doesn't but, look great, uh, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's not it's not amazing looking, but I think it does have an element of stylization that means yeah, that it's like yeah. not really a big deal. No, oh, no, no, it doesn't affect yeah. me enjoying it. It's just yeah, yeah. There you go. I've played a played a real game, but more importantly, I played a conducting train game, which was I've enjoyed more. Oh, and I finished Pokemon. And I finished Pokemon Let's Go. I didn't. I this isn't in my notes. Um. <gasps> Which is oh, I always forget I've, Pokemon Let's Go is a thing. <laughs> yeah, well, I I mostly got it so I could get Mel, Mel Metal in Pokemon Go. <laughs> honestly, um, yeah, it, it's not it's not really worth the investment if you have blue or red or yellow. It's mm, it's really not worth the thirty or thirty five quid or whatever I spent on it. Um, <laughs> I was kind of hoping for a bit more to be honest, but I mean, I knew going into it, it's a remake of those with updated graphics. Like I knew that, and yeah, I still yeah, I still went for it probably wasn't the best choice financially but <laughs> well, it's I mean, fine that's, that's how like they get you they get you with nostalgia and yeah shit, so. so yeah i have about seven, 900 i've evolved in melmetal and i have like 900 meltan candies so if you want to melmetal at some point yeah go on well next time we're allowed to meet in person, i just caught so, a qrem like, Q- it's like an asymmetrical angry ice jurgen and he's uh, okay. well good and i just i just think he's cool and yeah, did a raid and got him, and I was very happy. Nice, because like they've made raids harder. What I like is how you, because you've said the word dragon incorrectly on purpose for so many years, you in casual conversation referred to them as Durgans and expect everyone mm. to understand what you mean. And yet everyone did. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> we Matt you. did because he's heard you say it before. Oh well, yeah, because I've known him for and, like fifteen years. And and Matt, but Matt isn't everybody. I know he's our, he's I, everybody look, to look, me. I know he's our world. Oh, <laughs> I laughed but... so much my headphones flew off. Hang on. Okay. <laughs> How the fuck do you <laughs> do you breathe out of your ears? <laughs> I know I rocked my head. That's why Ruth with him. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> wow. <laughs> See, that's that's gross, but well done. Yeah. <laughs> um, where were we? Um, oh, you you were criticizing my repetitive use of idiosyncratic language. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I can't not say penguin now. I've heard too many people say penguin. Instead of I penguin. have I have that with the the words. Skeleton. I always want to say Skellington. Skellington. Also, yeah. you have a thing. Anytime it's like anything like that sounds like mummy or money, you have to say Damani because of thought slime. Yeah. I, it, it's, it's like when we were, when we did the video on the mummy, he kept going like, okay, so you if you could watch Damami and take some notes. And I'm like, why are you I bet I didn't that? get old at all. <laughs> 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 it's like, alright. But yeah. Anywho, Snipe. Yes! 
What have you been up to? Oh, not much. I've been super depressed. Um, oh. It's it's just it's it's um I'm I like I like to be quite open with mental health, my mental health struggles because so many people go through them and it's never a thing to be ashamed about. Yep, um, just really. been having trouble because you know Rona keeping you indoors and stuff, and there's the whole yeah. stress of watching other people not adhere to safety measures is kind of super fucking stressful <laughs> very, as well. Very basic safety measures that don't take any effort <sighs> at all. Like, yeah, I got like shoulder barged by an old woman today, and I'm like, girl. And of course, the fucking mask was round like the bottom of her mouth, and her nose was stuck out. And I'm like, oh, I I freaked someone the fuck out. So I am official. I'm COVID free. I have been tested. I'm. I'm, I'm, I don't have the COVID, I don't have the COVID. And there was this woman who basically like kind of, she kind of like rubbed her shoulder on me and kind of walked around me like we were almost waltzing. <laughs> like as a kind of like to be like a, a fucking jerk at me. And just as she did it, I put my hand in like the corner of my, um, in the crook of my elbow and just let out this really horrible forced cough <laughs> and it made her jump and she turned around and was like <gasps> and was so angry at me and I was just like yeah what fucking deal with it Barbara I said, I, I, you know I'm not going to give her any. and I did, I did cough into my elbow so I'm not a douche but they don't like it when you do that which is really funny um, but yeah just ugh. That aside, you know, I've I've been having a little bit of trouble with motivation, so I've been kind of like I've been playing The Sims. I got Snowy Escape, which I I mentioned ages ago, which I've been having fun with. Um, I have, however, very very kindly gifted me the money. A big titty goth girl, she gave me the money to buy Terminator Resistance, which is okay. oh, it's good. Oh, I've played like a couple of hours of it and I shock horror Terminator 2 is probably my favorite movie of all time I fucking really? love that I don't think you've ever mentioned it really I, I know, I, know. Like, I barely ever talk about it but it's true because <laughs> um, I'm an 80s action movie fucking weirdo I love that stuff and I was talking about it on a stream with Longfang just just uh, commenters, we know that that movie was made in, like, 1991? Uh, no, it was 1992, 1993. Yeah. Hence the um, 1993 Galleria weapon in Far Cry Blood Dragon is a direct reference to yeah. that. Because that's where the where, where Austin, the T-1000, mm. is um, referred to like by those two girls on the side of the street mm. where to go find John Connor. Um. But, so, but yeah, so we know, don't worry, it's just of an 80s heritage is what she means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because Terminator is, is, it came out in 1987. <laughs> the Terminator. Fucking great movie. Anyway, <laughs> um, so it's like a first person shooter. It gives me kind of Fallout vibes and you're like in the, um, you're, you're in the dystopian future with the war against the machines and you're like playing as a resistance soldier and you're trying to hook up with like the um southern resistance i think it's it's like another cell mm. of the resistance and you kind of encounter a bunch of civilians and stuff and you know honestly like for the, like i had such a big grin on my face while playing it my face fucking hurt <laughs> it's Is like this, the... when, when's this game from side to jump in oh it's like i think it's like a year old or something oh, okay yeah it's I think it's, it... it's still 
pretty new. I, I feel mm. like it came out earlier this year, but also 2020 oh, is a year in which... This year 2020 has lasted seven years. <laughs> 2020 so, is simultaneously a month long and a century long. And yeah, it's 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 hell. Um, but yeah, uh, so it's still pretty new. I mean, the character models look—they don't look fantastic, but oh my god, it's so, not a triple A game. Though, it's not, so it's it's not a triple A yeah. game. Right, okay. But I mean, the music is perfect. Oh, nice! It is perfect. It's like when it first starts, because I was like, okay, I'll, I'll boot it up, and it, I, it just starts with a boom, boom, boom. Boom. And then, like, the, and I was like, ah! I, at that moment, I was just so hyped, and I was like, "Shit, it's got me already." And like, well, I know because it turned you into um, what, what's James her name? Mansfield. James Mansfield. Yeah, <laughs> I can't, I can't go that high. She's way higher than I am. And no, we don't mean Jane Mansfield. We mean James Mansfield, the adorable cutie pie drag queen who was amazing. Um, <laughs> and like. It, like, starts off and, like, you know, you wake up and there's, like, a fucking T-800, like, standing over you. And I was like, oh, my God, this is T-800 standing over me. Oh, my God. Do you think I could befriend one? No, probably not. But that's okay. <laughs> also, one of my favorite things about the T-800's model is that they just have a cast of Arnold's teeth. So it's, like, a perfectly chromed thing. And then, because this this is with the infiltration unit, because mm. the T eight hundred like sands like you know um, the like the cyborg parts is just you know it's it's got like metal teeth and everything. Yeah. Whereas yeah. like the actual infiltration units have actual like like enamel on their teeth. So which is why in the end of like the um, the first Terminator movie where it gets all of its fucking flesh melted off, it's still got like proper human teeth. Yeah. Which. There's like on and on the menu. There's like a the, the classic picture of like the 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 bare bones huh, of the T eight hundred just glaring you down, but it's got like enameled teeth. And I was like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> but yeah, um, it's actually quite difficult. It's it's like you were fighting Terminators. You know, it's it's that kind of thing. There's mm. HKs. Those 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 flying kind of like booster. Drones that go over the battlefield—they're referred to as HKs, Hunter Killers. They—they mm. um, they, you got to wander around those. There's like a spider drone. They've got like spider scouts, which I—they're not from the first or second movie. So you know, and there's only two movies, which is really interesting. But oh well, weird that they never did anything else with that. <laughs> Probably I hear nothing. Dark Fate's all right. I've heard Dark Fate is fine. I've also, but I've also heard it's terrible from different yeah. people. So I've heard Genesis is appalling as yeah. well, which is like no, no, no shade on like Amelia Clark, but I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, one question I, I do have yes. um, about um, this: from what I've seen about it, it looks like a, an, an unholy marriage between um, Far Cry and Fallout. Yeah, that's a pretty good. Yeah, from what I played so far, there's a bunch of quests. It's kind of a bit open worldy. I haven't gotten too far in it, mm. um, but yeah, and you can like choose to do certain things, uh, like 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 there's a Fallout kind of like role play thing of like every time, like the first few times, it's like oh we can't stay here, like but there might be some survivors, and I was just, and it just comes up your choices matter, <laughs> and I'm like that that's such a joke. I mean, admittedly, <laughs> like if you if I look at a game that is graphically not cutting edge but is set in a city that has been nuked my brain just looks at it and says fallout so well, it's um, like you fallout. know i'm obviously going to make that connection well, it's, like, it's like fallout but yeah. good 
I am coming out. I am spitting some <laughs> fucking controversial shit. I, I have never. I played... don't like Lord of the Rings. Someone literally commented on an old podcast where you said that, like getting uh, really mad at me. No, they were getting mad at you, but they were just oh. like, "I can't believe you said that." I know. Uh, got, got like that was like two days ago. We got that comment, so mm, <laughs> that's yeah. why I noticed it. Uh, also, I I did shock stream chat the other day um, with a horrifying confession, and I'm going to confess it here, so it's recorded. Okay, is everyone ready? Is everybody fucking, like, mm. braced? Mm. Yep, yep, I'm holding my headphones on. Go on. Okay, okay. When I pull off the lid of a yogurt, I don't mm. lick the top. What the fuck is wrong what? with you? What? Mm. Why? Because it's gross. I scoop, I scoop it off with a spoon. If it's gross, why are you eating any of it? No, it's gross to just start licking a slab of alfoil. It's yucky. But it. But you're not. You're licking the yogurt. The yogurt. No I'm, no, I'm licking it off a fucking, like... And if you're licking it off metal, then that's the same as licking it off a yeah, spoon. Dude. Yeah, but that's what a spoon's for. <laughs> I love for. how that's the most, like, you no, guys are genuinely... Yeah. No, it's not. The primary purpose of the lid is to be licked off, and the secondary function is to hold the yogurt in. No. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you, Matt. I'm with you. <laughs> I love how you're like, okay, you talk about dicks, you talk about John Burnfall, you talk about centrism and pro-anarchism and, and fucking shit like this, but not licking the top of a yogurt lid? Fuck you. Fuck your family. Fuck your lineage. I wish death on you. Dishonor on you. Dishonor on your cow. No, it's I just, wanna, that's I just the fucking line? <laughs> like this is a this is like a problem that you have and you're you're wrong and you need to be fixed it's yucky though it's like i i, I mean i don't really eat that much yogurt I, it's like yeah of course you don't because you're missing a load of it's on the fucking lid no it's like i eat like skier and stuff so it's like really thick kind of like icelandic style so it's basically just like jelly so i just scrape it off the lid and then chuck the lid away and there's, mm. yes, there's bits mm. left on. I, I love it how genuinely heated you both are getting. You're like, okay, I, this is where I draw the fucking line. <laughs> this is it. This is what, this is what, Santa Pod is over now. We can't work <laughs> with you anymore. I'm a filthy, like, I, I don't want to sit here You're being a... lectured by two filthy lid lickers. Oh, lid scraper. <laughs> <laughs> Till I die, motherfucker. Till I die. Anyway, Terminator Resistance anyway, is really please, good. Please, in the comments, let us know um, if you are a lid licker or a lid scraper. I'm a scraper. Uh, we want to know what our demographics are. And, so we can like, uh, ban a bunch of people from the channel. And if you, do, if you are a lid scraper, we are going to ban you uh, from commenting. I've, I've just so. been banned from my own fucking channel. <laughs> I, this is this is fucking violence. I will not be censored. <laughs> it just feels gross to lick the lid. The thing is, I'll do it with my plastic fruit cups. Oh, so so you're an inconsistent lid licker, the worst kind. <laughs> I am the centrist of lid licking. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, the music is fucking perfect. They have the music spot on. Um, they have a lot of the cues from um, the first and second like movie soundtracks. Like, obviously, they don't use too much of the first like movies mm. because it's very kind of like just fucking someone face rolling a Casio keyboard. There, there is some very of the time, music very of the time. One. Uh, yeah, and but the thing is, this like, okay, so like the menu music. It's like, you know, the do-do-do-do, like the classic Terminator yeah. theme. It comes in with like this hair metal guitar solo when I was <laughs> living. 
I was like, I'm I'm changing my keybinds, but I just want to sit in the menu and listen to this fucking this slaps, dude. <laughs> Holy shit! And like, there's like the downtime when you're like, kind of, you, you know, you you drive out on a bus to a less populated area, and there's like, it's still got the kind of like terminator kind of feel to it where there's mm. like you know but it's, it's sort of sound like music yeah it's, it's yeah. This, honestly it's really good and the soundscape okay so one of my favorite kind of things is a like you get that when like there's shots of the future in the terminator oh yeah, yeah. there's like that mm. weird the, kind the, of like the drone the drone the, yeah. the, it's very oppressive and you get that mm. and then like there's the pew, 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 like you know the the plasma rifle like noises and I was oh my god that cha- that was <laughs> fucking amazing that was sending me it was perfect uh, honestly I I just spent the first like hour of it just going ah! <laughs> I love it but yeah like the character models are a bit eh, but honestly I don't care because I'm yeah, not there to look right. at people I'm there to shoot Terminators uh, there is like a uh, uh, like RPG kind of like you have like level up scores and you can put them into certain like chains because that's kind of the Fallout thingy kind of coming up again. Um, the combat's really hard, uh, which you know would be it, you get, is like, it very heavily like stealthy kind of based. It can be. It's 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 kind of like um, like you know De- Deus Ex um, with with the um, like the new one with the lights effects in it. Man- no, what is it? Uh, Mankind Divided and. Um... I can't, the other one. The other one, yeah. The, the <laughs> first new one that came out. It, how it was kind of like, you could just go in guns blazing, but you needed to be... Human Revolution? I think so. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. You kind of have to go into it, um, like, gearing yourself for that. Mm. So it, it feels a bit like, like it's just that kind of thing. It's like, um, I'd say it's more like Prey, because everything can kick your fucking ass. Like the new Prey, not the old Prey. Um, no one thinks you mean the old Prey. <laughs> but yeah... Um, so, which is like it's kind of frustrating, especially coming out of like playing Destiny Two, where you are just a murder machine, <laughs> and it's weird when you die. To being like, oh yeah, um, if you shoot at a T eight hundred with an Uzi, it doesn't do anything because it just fucking doesn't. It's like you know, it's like you can wear one down with that kind of stuff, but you aren't really gonna do anything about it. And if it's got like you know, if it's got like skin on, then yeah, you'll chip that off, but that's about it. But yeah, um, you can get pipe bombs, like um, like you, you know, Carl Reese teaches Sarah Connor to make those uh, before the fucky wucky, which, which honestly, <laughs> I want to walk down. The, we got to renew our vows so I can walk down the aisle to the to the sexy Terminator theme, <laughs> the the the, the, the uh, theme of Terminator theme like, of love, on the slow piano, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, um. It's got a lot of attention to detail there. Um, I think, like, my biggest problem is that the main character is super generic, but, like, whatever. I don't care. I was... I don't know why, but <laughs> I was really... Are they a short-haired really... short white dude? Or, or a, I haven't seen their that. face, but he's definitely a white dude, and you can tell by the way he talks his talk he's got brown hair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, it's because difficult... he's the main character. It's a difficult thing. It depends what era of, like, generic white protagonist you're going with, whether mm. they have short hair or no hair, because there was the bold Oh, there was um, the bold. Era. And then there was kind of, like, the glamorising um, trauma... 
kind of era where it'd be like shaggy hair, like Allah Condemned 2, yeah. with like a bit of a beard. They'd be like, oh, I'm sad, so now my hair looks cool and I have a red beard. My wife <laughs> is probably dead. I don't fucking know. Cause Get into the sad dads uh, sort of Okay, era. but like, sad dads are super hot. Sad, sad dads is a better era. I, fucking, I fucking love it. Sad dads are super hot. <laughs> oh my God, I saw this guy in a barbershop today who was uncomfortably attractive. <laughs> you know those people you walk past and go, "You are fake. Mm-hmm. You are <laughs> you are a deep state implant, and I don't trust you. You are fake." So, oh, I, Alex Jones. <laughs> he made my frogs gay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know where the fuck I'm going with that. But yeah, he was just kind of sat there watching his kid getting a haircut, and he just looked like David Beckham posing for a watch commercial. And I'm like. <laughs> You, you know it's kind of thing where someone is so attractive you can't even find them attractive because they're so yeah, other- they're not real. I yeah. literally walked past an ethereal being you, you basically encountered an elf I encountered an elf <laughs> and the thing but he was kind of like he was rough he had leathery skin he had like tattoos all up his arms on his hands and on his like neck and I was just it was basically like if all elves were barra daddies <laughs> That's and I was just that's like, an image. That's an image yeah, I've got in my head now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Someone do that. That's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, and it just took me aback because I was like, "Fucking, that's illegal." Like, why are you here? Like, he's he's like he's he's been put there by the CIA <laughs> to um <laughs> I don't know to no, get we this don't child. Have a so- we don't have a socialist government, so they aren't going to be here. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> But no, it's just, you know, that kind of thing where you see someone who's so attractive, it's a borderline ethereal, um, in, like, you're just like, what? This can't, no. Go back to the movies. Go back to the fae, wherever you come to, from. Yeah, go back to the fae where you fucking belong. You coming over here confusing me, making me get hit by cars and shit because I'm staring at you. This is obviously your problem. I don't believe in borders unless you, unless you are literally an ethereal being. In which case, get back to where you came from. Oh God, that made me sound so racist. No, I just don't want to get hit by a bus by hot barber ethereal dad being. It's not quite the same, but well, we've still been watching Sense Eight, and we've, we're halfway through the last episode. But the last episode is two and a half hours long because Netflix. Right. Mm. But every single good goodie in you know inverted whatever mm. is just incredibly attractive. And they're all so to the point where like if a new character comes on, they're like, are they incredibly hot? Yeah. Oh, they're a good person. Then. <laughs> See, I hate that <laughs> coding because when you're just yeah. like aggressively average looking but like also, me, everyone thinks I'm evil. I really don't mind because true. they are all incredibly attractive. So we just sat there watching the game. <laughs> yep, we can just sit and this is fine. Yeah. It's like, do you even know what that fucking show's about? Does it even matter anymore? <laughs> I don't is it just it like, Nice. <laughs> God, it's like the conversation I had with your dad about um, Aquaman mm. and about how your stepmom just didn't give a shit. And I, I said, she does realise it's like two hours of Jason Momoa wet. And, she, and he was like, I know, I don't get it either. <laughs> he was like, she just doesn't seem to care. <laughs> it was very fun. Even your dad was like, right? How weird is that? <laughs> oh my God, like... Am I the only one who likes how Jason Momoa looks like, like, from the neck down, he looks like he's going to fucking murder you. But from the neck up, he looks like a kindly grandpa. Like a, <laughs> like an old picture of, a, like, like a kindly grandpa. I was like, you know, like, <sighs> you know how Dwayne The Rock Johnson, when he's not being spoopy, he just looks like, hello, would you like a butterscotch candy? But he definitely has in his bum bag. 
Yeah, <laughs> I did forget to mention this. A really good really feature glad you said of, back <laughs> of, uh, of no, a really good feature of Lost in Space is that the version of Doctor Smith they have in this in that uh, wears a bum bag for most of it. Okay, that's like that's just fucking fashion. What are you talking about? <laughs> Thus showing her true evil. Yeah. Mm. Um. See, like Dwayne the Rock Johnson, he only wore a bum bag because he was uh, an undercover police officer. No, it definitely contained magic cards. No, no, he said it was Pop-Tarts and condoms. Oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> Pop-Tarts is uh, street slang for Magic the Gathering cards. <laughs> I thought you were going to say for more condoms. For, for like, yeah. Or, well, what, what he's saying is that he used a fucking Pop-Tart wrapper as a condom. I knew someone who used the Twix packet as a condom. You did go to that kind yeah. of school, yes. No, that was no, no. This was this was one of the schools I went to, and she was fucking. You went to a lot of those kind of schools. <laughs> I did, like nearly every school I went to was like maybe I'm the common denominator, maybe I'm the corruptive <laughs> like miasmatic force mm. that just goes there and suddenly kids are having sex with Twix wrappers, yeah, as condoms, and they're drinking fucking absinthe mixed with like I don't know, Sunny Delight. We don't can't recommend. Not very good. Do no, not very good at all. But yeah, what was I saying? Terminator Resistance. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Um, look forward to playing more of that. And thank you, Big Titters. Um, I've also been playing some Destiny Two with the longest Fang because he's like he's the Destiny guy. He mm. he knows his shit. Mm. So he's been kind of like letting me piggyback on it. Like he he's been a big friend bear and has been basically. I've been sat on his shoulders and being like, pew, 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 I'm helping. And he's been like, yes, Snipe, you're really good at this. It basically did that for me like a year or so ago. I know, so. he's so lovely. So we've been like playing that. And honestly, like, yeah, I've been actually getting into it. Because I've tried to play it before and I tried to play a warlock. And this is my first, um, my first character into a new game. And I just didn't quite get warlock. So it kind of put me off. Mm. And now I'm, I, I've played through as a titan, and and I'm like, that's really cool, because I can just run into an enemy, shoulder barge them, and then they explode. I'm kind of down with that. Mm. So, you know, like, I've been enjoying a lot more, and the, there's the social element as well. Uh, we've got, like, the, you know, the Snipe and Whip clan, the Cardinal Archivist clan, and it's it's just nice. It's fun. And my favorite minigame is, um, in the main hub, is looking at people's names. <laughs> so you get, like, Baby Sandwich, or something. You, know, you just get silly little names like that, and it's just really cute and fun. Um, last thing I've been doing that is new and I can talk about is I've been listening to a podcast called Old Gods of Appalachia. It is a horror ah, podcast. But it was Appalachia. It's Appalachia. That's the way the guy who narrates it oh, okay. pronounces it. So ah. I'm just copying. I'm copying him because ah. okay. I thought it was I thought it was Appalachia, but it's not. Yeah. It's like Old Gods of Appalachia. He's got a really cool Southern American voice. And it's like, it's borderline difficult to understand sometimes because I think I'm pretty dense and that's okay because he uses big words and has a fun accent that I can, I, you can get lost in that because it's just a really good narration voice. <laughs> and he's talking about Appalachia, which is a place, um, and how there's like all this weird spooky shit that happened in like the 20s it's, it's all like made up and it's all like you know around the gold rush where it's all like cowboys mm. and shit like and they were like oh we'll we'll hang this witch etc it's talking about witches and, and things like that and it's just really interesting hmm. and you know and he does the preacher voice perfectly <laughs> like he oh it's perfect good and old it, southern preacher man yeah and he, he can do that and it's just kind of like it's it's quite lovecraftian 
And I just really like it. And the intro song fucking slaps. It's so <laughs> awesome. That's exactly my kind of music genre. And yeah, I mean, I can recommend that if you if you want to listen to a spooky kind of Lovecraftian podcast. It's fun. And I like it a lot. And that's pretty much all I've been doing. Okie dokie. Hmm. So thank you for listening to me, everyone. You're very nice. And I appreciate you tolerating me and my garbage. Garbage. Yeah. Um, but Matthew... Yes. I believe some people have sent some questions. Some people have, yes. And what email address did they send them to? Um, the dramamat at gmail.com. Yeah, that, that one. Yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, good. That's the email. If you want to send questions, okay. send them I'm to that email. Helping. We have a few emails. Some of them are a little bit long, but let's answer them relatively quickly because I'm sleepy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry that you're sleepy, but that was really cute. <laughs> so, first up, <laughs> Pineapple Fantastico. So, oh, hello. Good name. Game recommendation for Wib. This is yes. a two-part email. This is his first email. <gasps> I don't know if it's your sort of game, but I figured you would enjoy Persona 3. It helped me a little bit with my fear of death and dread of that. And I've, I've picked up that you seem to have similar worries. There are just some moments I don't like, but mostly the game is good. And then there was a follow-up email saying, just read through that last email. I've made some pretty big assumptions on what your mood is from what you've been saying. (laughs) So they're they're sorry, and they didn't mean to offend you if they they did. I'm not not offended. Uh, No, I I don't have any particular fear of death beyond the normal not wanting to die. You just sound like you're in a constant state of dread, apparently. Oh, that's just because he lives with me. Imagine, uh, like, fair, it might be fun fair. to kind of, like, listen to me on the podcast for a couple of hours, but imagine fucking that, like, like oh, yeah, fucking living right. with that 24-7. No, this fair. is this is just how I sound. Yeah, um, and he always yeah. sounds disappointed. Yeah, I, 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 has. yeah. Anyway, they, they go on to say, um, on the other hand, I figure I should explain what sort of game it is, in case you're not aware. So oh, it's like it's an ca- anime game. I do actually, I, I do actually know, because I've, um, I've played some of the other um, SMT games. Um, uh, Shin Megami Tensei, it's like the... Well, you, we, we've Ooh, what both... do you call it? Like, it's like the overarking thing. It's another Atlas RPGs. Yeah. Um, I mean, we played... Um, Digital Devil Saga. Digital Devil Saga 1 and 2 to death, because those mm. were really good. I, I've seen a lot about Persona. Um, it does look very interesting, and I have always made well, yeah, to give for, the for those a who shot. don't know, it's, a, it's apparently a weird mix between a dating sim and a JRPG. Mm. With some dungeon crawler thrown in the mix. Finally. <laughs> yeah, I've I've always meant to give the series a shot and it's just one of those things I've just never got around to doing. Because um, there are a lot of things that do seem like they'd be quite fun. Um yeah. But no, thank you thank you for the suggestion. <laughs> okay, next up, Theft. First off Pardon been, you? They, you kiss your mother listen- with that mouth. <laughs> it's quite satisfying to say theft. Anyway, I don't know. They've, they've been going back through and listening to our episodes, and they refer to it as a backlash of episodes, and I'm just really glad that that's a thing. Yeah, I'm yeah, glad that's that stuck around. Honestly, it, <laughs> yeah, it feels like it, yeah. If, 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 any, if anything is to be taken from this, however many podcast episodes we've done. From this <laughs> auditory people... nightmare. Um... <laughs> the fact that people use backlash instead of, instead of backlog is just beautiful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, so, question. What okay. are your thoughts on simple colour schemes? And by extension, what's the fewest colours you've ever used in an army? They ask because they've recently painted almost 1,500 points of Necrons with just four colours, and it actually came out better than expected. Hmm. And they sent pictures, and it looks pretty cool. I, I was impressed. I was like, oh, yeah, that... It, it was like, <coughs> yeah. Oh, my lordy. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <sighs> um, 
Do you want me to? How much of that do you want me to? Do? <laughs> yeah. Oh, just just the end part. That's fine. Okay. Uh. Yeah, they sent through some pictures of this army, and uh, it looks really cool. So it works mm. really well, I think. Well, um, I mean, I've never personally had like a very limited color scheme. Uh, like especially not a limited palette, like custom color scheme for an army, mainly because I only have like two. Um. That I paint, anyway. <laughs> uh, but whereas, like, just general art in general, I used to love using just very simple colour palettes, mainly because I was dirt poor and I could only afford a few colours of paint. <laughs> so it would usually be black, white, and red, or black, grey, and red. And, yeah, I think simplified colours can be incredibly striking. Yeah, I mean, I've do- I've done a simplified colour scheme army because I have a, um Eldar-like spirit host army so it's like made entirely of like wraith guard and wraith lords and wraith knights that sort of thing the the whole wraith shebang the wraith thing uh and i've done them to look like they're stone statues so the whole army just looks like stone um and they just have like little accents of like weapons and gems glow blue and they have like tabards and things are painted in green so they have some material on them but apart from that the whole thing is just stone there are actually quite a lot of paints used in that but it's just a series of basic dry brushing and washes so it's not complicated and i think um simple color schemes can um do really they're they're really good for like big forces uh because they can you really get the kind of like um oh what is it like the mob kind of yeah, I fi- yeah. I, they, I can't really f- figure out. There's a lot of cohesion there. Yeah, and, and, it and looks there's pretty good. There's some color schemes, the really basic ones. They don't necessarily on an individual model. They might look a little basic, but when you see a horde of them, like they're mm. really useful for painting large armies. And Necrons are a perfect thing for it because yeah. I'm. You could, you could do a passable Necron, like a decent Necron force with like spray and black dry brushwood lead belcher. Dot the, eye, with dot the eyes and maybe a color lower the, t, lo, lowercase j's. Yeah, with like green or whatever, a color the gun something, and you'd be done. Yeah, like and that would look, look very effective, I think. Um, so like, yeah. Um, as for the smallest amount of colors, I guess it would be my um like spirit host, but like <laughs> even then, that's like um because I just followed Duncan's technique. Good old Duncan. Um, but that does still lead to me using about ten different paints. Do you think uh, he refers to his backside as his Badunka Dunk? I hope so. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Don't so. tweet him about that. Holy shit. <laughs> Why did you say that? Because now someone will. And he'll just be like, yeah, I, I, I expected this like, shit. Are you go- Do you, as, as at Snoke the Sorrow oh. suggested, do you refer to your butt as your badunkadunk? By the way, blame Snipe. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> And that is how you got du- got blocked by Duncan Rhodes. I mean, he probably pre-blocked me, and honestly, good on him. Or he's gonna yeah, write a, he's gonna write an angry email to you and get in. You're gonna get dunked on. <gasps> okay, and I'm the war criminal. Okay, yeah, cool. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> Next yeah. question. Let's yeah. move on. Barbie comedy. Couple of horror suggestions. First up. Ooh. So first. A series called Kingdom on Netflix, which is a South Korean horror series. Oh, I think I've seen, um, I've seen that knocking about. Yeah. Mm. Well, we did. So, hang on, I'll say what it is first. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's set in the early seventeenth century Korea after the war with Japan, and it covers mm. a zombie plague. 
But essentially, apparently, he does everything Game of Thrones did, but better, with fewer series, oh, and then with much better characters, hmm. apparently. Weirdly enough, yeah, we, so I mentioned earlier we've been watching Sense8, and one of the, they were all pretty good actors. They're all good actors in it, and it's really well filmed, it's really well directed, it's just got a very cheesy script, which kind of lets it down a little bit. But anyway, the actors are all really good, but one of the best actors is a South Korean actor, who I've completely forgotten what her name is off the top of my head but we were looking at what else she'd been in because we're like she's going to be in some other good stuff hopefully and then we were looking up this kingdom thing like the day before i opened this email being like oh <laughs> that looks cool I, I wonder if we should check it out and then the day after we're like you should check out this thing that you were thinking about ah, okay. so it's not it's nice that we've been emailed emailed by google itself um thank you very much <laughs> yeah apparently the yeah, all-seeing so eye is like you'd like this also, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, hi. Um, so that's one. The other horror series is, uh, they don't know if you've read any of them, but the Warhammer horror series has some oh, rather I need good to creepy read tales. Those. Yeah, so like... the ones they specify here, the Castle of Blood by C.L. Werner mm. and the Vampire Genevieve series mm. by Kim Newman. Apparently I, I, I think we read a bit of one during a, like... Live, li- live stream? Uh, live stream at some point, like a Halloween live stream. I think we read like one of the short ones or something. Maybe. I don't know. I have, but some, no, I have yeah, some vague I, recollections. I, I do keep meaning to get into it because the world of like like Warhammer like and 40k is just like so rife for horror. Yeah. Perfect. Mm. Yeah, yeah, totally. So many little things like you could explore. So yeah, no, I, I do need to check those out. Thank you very much for the recommendations. Okie dokie. Because I'm, um, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the person who likes horror things, so you're, it's not for you guys, it's for no, me. No, we're not allowed it. Mm. No. No. no, no, that's Mine. I, mean, I, mean, I, totally, I totally want to check out this kingdom. It looks really good. Yeah. Right, next up, Lars. Hello. Two things, they're not questions. Um, so, in the latest stream, Snipe mentioned that that you really liked the prop hunt mod. So I did. So apparently an a, um adorable fantasy-themed indie game based on it. Called oh. Witch It. Witch It. Witch It. It's like W I T C H. Okay. Like, as in, I don't know if it's about witches. I have no idea what any of the context of any of this question thing is. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, apparently it's regularly on sale, and yeah, if you can find some friends to play with you, it's even more fun. Oh, that sounds cool. Thank you for the suggestion. Um, their other point is about discovery. So I think it's, it's very similar to what to our thoughts on it. So they also think that um, discovery got a lot better, but. They did. Um, they have had a, a note of realization recently. So they recently noticed that it's season three already, but they still don't remember all the names of the crew. Hmm. So they're saying favorite mm. character is sassy engineer lady. I don't remember her name from the show. Mm. And then they're saying, yeah, and then they can remember all of the names and even some of the quirks from Enterprise. Yes, Enterprise. But somehow <laughs> oh, Discovery, my. even though it's better, the names elude them more. I think there's part of it of the, um, especially for the first couple of seasons, um, well, especially for season one, it was the Michael Burnham show. Yeah, and um, it's yeah. It, that it's... sounds like the Michael Burnham show sounds like it would be headed by a a person called Michael Burnham who keeps making really shitty transphobic jokes. And <laughs> it does sound Twitter like a YouTube reactionary thing. series. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, um, but. Uh, but yeah, and so like you know, would you have known Awoshikun or Detma? Like that was their names in season one. I think they're mentioned like once. Um, yeah, that probably doesn't help. 
Uh, whereas, like, yeah, they've, they've kind of been made into a bit more, bit more of like actual characters as it's gone on, and so it's meant that you can remember more of them. But because mm. it's rare that a story centers around anyone but like the main couple of characters, it does make it kind of a little harder to remember um, some of these side characters' names. Um, I do, I, yeah, I do one hundred percent get that. Uh, I, I I have a similar issue too. Like yes, sassy engineer lady. I always forget her name. Maybe <laughs> you've both got. Apparently, like, you know... it is. Um, da, 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 this is written down, but I. Uh, Jet Reno. There we go. That's yeah. sassy engineer's lame. That's the engineer's lame. Yeah, I said lady name. Mm. I combined the words. Lame. It's late. I'm tired. That's, <laughs> that's fine. We're nearly done. Don't yeah, worry. It was, it was an interesting point. I thought, and I was like, yeah, actually, yeah, that's a fair point. I'm not entirely sure I remember all of those, except Tilly. This is this is, this is um, Tilly. This is, is Lars's point. Yeah, Tilly is well written and the best thing that happened to Star Trek in a long time, and I don't disagree with that. To be honest, she's yeah. so fucking awesome. She's, she's great. I, I've um, noticed that even people that don't like Discovery tend to like Tilly. Yeah, she's just so. Earnest. Mm. She's just she's just a good, good person, and I uh, love her. I I do also like Saru. I think they've done some fun oh, things. Oh yeah, Saru is cool. Saru's got. It's yeah. nice to see um, Doug Jones actually mm. have like a speaking part. Yeah, because normally he's just monster. <laughs> he, he's a spooky guy in a rubber suit. Which did I mean, he, we can did all see. He shaved his head recently, and he's like, "Yeah, I don't have to do this, but it means that putting on the makeup only takes like six hours instead of whatever it would have been, or something." Oh God! He's yeah. like, "Oh yeah, that must be a nightmare." Mm. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I love how he imagine. walks; it's so cool. Mm. I don't know. I, I want to know if that was like something that was in the like script or the director said, or if that's something that he did. I wouldn't be surprised if it was him because he's, he's yeah. been like a character, like like character yeah, yeah, totally. suit actor for so long. That I wouldn't be surprised if it's just him kind of going, hmm, yeah, this would be it's just interesting. Like, oh yeah, no, this is this is how Saru would walk. That makes hmm. sense. It's yeah, it's cool. Anyway, next up, Brandon. Hello. So, would we mind giving some thoughts on a homebrew uh, magic item I came up with? This is a D and D item. Yeah, go on. So, the cloak of furnishing, wondrous item. Description: This cloak appears like a curtain with a cloak clasp. While wearing the cloak as an action, you can flip it over your head and say the, a magic phrase. And described on the interior of the clasp. And then while it's over your head, you're you're blinded, effectively, so you can't oh, no. see out. But as long as it's active over your head, you appear to anyone looking at you like furniture. So a fixture <laughs> or some sort of man-made <laughs> element. It's like a signpost or a trail marker or, mm. you know, something like that. Um, it's an illusion and, you know, investigation check. People yeah. could see through it, potentially, all that sort of relatively standard stuff. Mate, so, what do you a- think in general? How would you use it as a player? And do and what do you think the activation word or phrase should be? Okay, yes, that's fucking great. That should be the activation <laughs> word. No, <laughs> <laughs> it should be poggers, as Gilbert Godfrey. Yeah. No, um, I love that, and I can, I can. Can you imagine my character Nathan using this? Oh God. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. I I think that does say it's. That's an interesting one because it ha- the restriction of you not being able to like see out. Yeah, but the thing is, mm. you can hear. Uh, but you can hear. Um... So you could just disguise yourself as a tree and then just listen into like the bad guy's plans. Yeah, that does sound like it's something that you could, if you threw. It's like one of the things that when you throw into a campaign, it's it's like a you see what your players will come up with to do mm-hmm. with it. Yeah, because it's something that has a lot of utility but not as simple as some other things. Yeah. Because you can't... 
you, if you're disguised as like a fucking chest of drawers, you can't exactly, oh, I've heard what I need to do, time to leave. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Uh, so there's, yeah, that, that could lead to interesting things because the obvious way of using that is you sneak into somewhere and then just hide somewhere to hear and like to spy on I someone. I just but... want to see, because Nathan would use this while drunk, which is to say Nathan would use this, um, and like disguise himself as like, like a bar stool, and then just walk through some gates, and it'd be like, and bumping into shit. It's like, is that fucking bar stool moving? Where's, what? Johnny would disguise himself in a toilet as the toilet, and then the moment someone's about to piss, run away. That is so evil. <laughs> but, and the thing is, he's also into piss, so if he doesn't, like, run away quick enough... He's not, win, into, win. he's not into piss, but he's basically prepared for it will be funny enough that it's worth maybe accidentally getting pissed on a couple of times. Johnny worries me. <laughs> <laughs> but no, and I I think the... Um... He'd do it at like an inn, so people like coming in would be drunk as well, so it'd be even funnier. Yeah. You see, I'm trying to think, like, Nathan would probably be like, if, like, um, you know, like the, in car parks, they have the car parky machine? Where you put, mm-hmm. you feed it money, yes, and it gives yeah. you a, a ticket. Basically, he'd just disguise as one of those and just eat everyone's change, <laughs> and then go to the pub. <laughs> what coughing up the money? <laughs> well, he's gonna, yeah, okay, yeah. Honestly, would anyone be surprised if he went in and was like ale large, and they were like, okay, you can pay for that, and he's like, burp. <laughs> and just burps out a few gold coins, and they're like, yeah, fair. You're right, Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> But what, what about the magic word? Fetch a lavash. Because then you could turn into like a, a cardboard cutout cow. <laughs> Ooh, a plush. Ooh, a plush. I don't know why. It sounded very... sounded very... Okay. Um, oh, I know. Ich kenne diese Leute nicht. Because that's something that I always think of when I'm nervous. Mm. It's German for I do not know these people. <laughs> and then you put the thing on and then you turn into a stop sign. That would be great for heckling a comedian. Can you imagine they're like, hey, I'm like, God, so many genders nowadays. And then you just turn into a stop sign and headbutt them yeah. until they shit themselves. Yeah. That's the, I mean, I know it's it's the essence of physical comedy. And then you take the coat off and go, ta-da, and then you get a million pounds. Yeah. 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 And then Nathan so would come works. in burping money all over you. Yeah, yeah I don't know magic words. Look up something funny and then badly translate it into Latin. That's usually the way. Yeah, that works. Or I just think you just, similar to um, what we do in the shadows, when, when one of the vampires turns into, into a bat, he just yells, bat! When they throw the chair, just just yell the no, word no, no. chair. When they throw something. the cloak on, just have them shout the word bat. <laughs> bat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but if they have because it's it's like it's fucking like infernal for like shapeshifter or something. What? No, what so you have sound like bat. What you have is that the the cloak is activated by you saying like a word of something that you could disguise as. But, but you don't know the list of things it can disguise as, so you'll be walking along just with the cloak over your shoulders, <laughs> and then you'll turn to someone and go like, "Oh God, have you seen that? Uh, have you seen that big um, that big uh, fence over there? We should probably hop over that." But as you say, fence, you just turn into a fence, <laughs> and or, it's very inconvenient. Or it's <laughs> just very inconvenient. Or like or along that lines, but you just kind of go um, like you throw it over your shoulders and say table. 
and you turn into a table. So then the player thinks that you just have to say what you want it to turn into. But no, the magic word is table and it can only turn into a table. (laughs) (laughs) Or it's just like, as long as you say anything in a commanding voice, or if you say anything in a bad German accent, it'll just turn you into something. I I am a fan of of magical items or magical abilities that have such specific utility. What I always think of is (laughs) there was an an old TV show um called randall and hopkirk deceased that was about a policeman and his um partner and his partner died and helps him as a ghost um that was remade in i think the late 90s starring um fuck they were on the fast show the hosts of not fast show um shooting stars the oh, host of it. Bob, Mar- oh. Bob yeah, uh, Reeves and Mortimer. Reeves and Mortimer. Uh, yeah. And Reeves and Mortimer played Randall, uh, Randall and Hopkirk. And in one episode, um, Hopkirk finds he gets a new ghost power, and he finds out that he can shrink shoes. And and he's, they're like, so you can shrink things? That's cool. And he's like, no, I can only shrink shoes. He's getting away. Oh my! my <laughs> That's shoes what he are does. The, at the end of the episode, the villain's running away, and he just shrinks his shoes so he falls over. He's like, ah, my feet. Like, Fucking my shoes hell. are getting smaller. What's happening? <laughs> and that's just how the episode... And that's, like, how they catch yeah. the bad guy. No, 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 no. I just love the idea that, oh, my shoes are shrinking. Cut to credits. Yeah, that'd be great. Because that's the Randall Hopkirk theme tune. But no, um, I... Oh. I like it how you should have them turn into tables and then just have people come and, like, lean on them. What's Or, like, put tea on them. Or have dinner on them. What becomes funny is if... Um, they disguise as a table, but they don't have the rigidity of a table. They have the rigidity of a person. Can you imagine so touching someone... a table and it feels like flesh? So, well, that so, is nightmare. So someone like puts a bunch of stuff on the table, and the person underneath is like, ah, because ah, ah, they're slowly getting like, weighed oh, down. Table's by all this a stuff. bit noisy today. <laughs> so, like, if someone sits on a chair, the chair will just collapse because it's a person. Yeah, that sounds really funny. You have to, to uh, if you want to disguise as a chair, you've got to be ready to brace if someone sits on you. What if you're already sitting on a chair and then they just sit on your lap? Well, then you best hope someone doesn't come up. <laughs> wow, way to make it weird, Wibblet. Yeah. But yeah, no, um, it should it should have a silly like catchphrase, yeah. like bat. Yeah. But it, it is a cool idea. That's a really uh, don't fun do idea. anything like what we say. No, yeah. uh, with no, no, it, do like... get your players to do good things with it instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Next up, chapter master Startdale. Hello. Question: My girlfriend and I are thinking of playing some fantasy board games. We're looking for something narrative and cooperative, but they haven't managed to find anything yet. Do we have any recommendations? This is definitely a drama mat suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm struggling, honestly, with fancy. Good cooperative, um, narrative cooperative ones are what any of the... Um, we've been playing through Pandemic Legacy. So it's Pandemic, so you're, you know, which is a weird one at this time of year, or this year. <laughs> yeah. But if you can get over that, because we haven't actually played it this year, because of because of this exact thing, it's a bit weird. But... It is a really good ongoing story, and it's cooperative, but it's not fantasy. So I'm sorry, that just yeah. reminds me of, I was in the Chiropodist today, and there's like the lady who's managing there at the moment, she's lovely, very chatty lady, and um, she's she's from the Philippines, and she was like, because it was like Walking in the Air was playing, because it's a Christmas song, mm. and she was like, all this pandemic and misery and staying inside, and this is the music they play to try and cheer us up. <laughs> and I'm like, right? And we started bitching about Christmas music. It was hilarious. And then it was like another really sad fucking song. And she's like, why? This year isn't bad enough. <laughs> but yeah, that, that just really amused me. 
Uh, but yeah, like it is actually that that specific thing of like co-op and fantasy. I do have one idea, but mm. you do kind of need more than two people to play it. D and D. Oh well, yeah. But um, but to play uh, Betrayal at Baldur's Gate. Yeah, that's I'm going really to good. That, yeah. Yeah, that it's, is... it's, it's mostly cooperative. Although I, one of you turns against you, possibly. It's it's betrayal at House on the Hill. Betrayal at House on the Hill. Uh, oh my god, that's the first time I've ever gotten it right. It's like that, but it's D and D themed. Yeah, um, it's not it's, quite it... as good. I feel no. as normal betrayal, but I it think is... it's a lot more. I think it's a lot harder. There's a lot more kind of harsher punishment for. Oh, you went in this back alley. Fuck you. Mosquitoes ate your eyebrows. Now everyone thinks you're untrustworthy. <laughs> I made that um, up, but you know, I, I I don't remember it being. I remember the final thing that we particularly got was. Oh quite yeah, how difficult. I stood in the middle, going "fucking come at me" because I was being powerful and awesome. Because we had to like deal with a dragon and like, and yeah, that we were that fucked. was a cooperative thing because that wasn't a. Yeah, there was, was no trader. Yeah, that was just straight up. We had to kill a dragon, and the dragon murdered us quite. Yeah, hef- but, quite handily. Yeah, but we <laughs> we 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 made him fight for it. Um, but yeah, but yeah, that's the only one I can really think of. Yeah, um, yeah the only because I'm trying to think. Like even the last fantasy game I played, because it's been a while. Because like you know, we used to go to board game cafe relatively. You know, recently. before like capitalism ruined everything. everything. Uh, yeah. Before the end times happened. Um, <laughs> well, and... I mean, maybe we'll come back as Stormcasts. <laughs> what was it like? Uh, mm-hmm. The last one I think we played was was it Return to the Dark Castle or something? It was called like that. Oh, was that with the really spooky crosshatch kind of like pictures where you all had skills? We played it with Unity, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Um, uh, fuck, I, I can't remember what its, its full title was. Um, yeah, shit. something Dark Castle. Yeah, and it's like you have like player cards where they're, they're, they're all like hand done, like obviously hand drawn, uh, but with like ink, and it's just it's spooky, mm. and it's it is a bit eldritch, and it's it's just fun. Escape the Dark Castle. That's Escape what it's called. the Dark Castle. There you go. That that was pretty dang fun. Uh, I think there's a sci-fi version of it now as well. Escape the Dark Sector, I believe. Okay, that's really yeah. cool. Mm. Um, but yeah, I remember Dark Castle. Uh, yeah, Escape the Dark Castle. I remember that being it quite was, fun, but it it's was, not co-op. It's, it's, it's not co-op, and it is it is quite quick, and it's not too difficult to learn. I couldn't tell you what the fucking rules were because it's not in front of me. But you know, yeah, it was good. like a year ago we played it. So. And as we've established, 2020 has lasted one month and seven years. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's sorry we uh, couldn't be a bit yeah, more productive. Really but out, yeah. really. anyone in the comments who can think of anyone, you know, mm. so yeah. check the comments, friend, and hopefully your new girlfriend will find a good one. Or alternately, okay. just play Hero Quest. <laughs> the best thing about Hero Quest is the doors. All right, uh, next, Mikkel. Hello. First off, glad the Korgots were well received. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you. Were great. Um, question for the podcast. If you were stuck on an island and could only take one book with you, what would it be? Hmm. Uh, I'd probably take, like, a Discord book. Um, probably one of the watch ones. Hmm. Uh, maybe, like... Uh, I'm trying to think which one. Maybe even... Maybe even... Because like, I, I think uh, Night Watch is the best one of those books, but I don't know if it's the one I'd want to read as much. Night Watch is brilliant, but um, yeah... You know, even even just a book like um, even just Guards Guards and the first I think that's, that's the first one Guards Guards yeah I think um, so. like even that it's, it's probably one of the ones I've read the most and I, I could still just happily sit down and read that again. Mm. Um, the Squirrel books are just great. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Probably probably one of those. Yeah, I'd mm. say. Drama, but what about you? I could go for something like 
I wonder. I'm thinking something like Lord of the Rings, purely because it not lasts because it's so my fucking favorite, long. But exactly, you've, yeah. you get so much out of it, and by the time you get to the end, you've forgotten at the start, so you could probably feasibly start again. <laughs> I think it'd stave off like the boredom for the longest. Hmm. Um, it's not my favorite book by any means, but I enjoyed but, it, and yeah. it's just mostly, but it's just so flipping long. <laughs> <laughs> Or maybe one of the weird um, Samuelian ones, or one of those ones, just because oh, yeah. there is no other situation where I could be asked to bother reading it. <laughs> you know, I feel that you'd be like, you know what, fuck it, I'm just going to watch the sand. <laughs> yeah. I want to read it. I'm interested in all that little backstory stuff. But You're just going to go get stranded yeah. on a desert island first, yeah. So, yeah, just exactly. to motivate yourself. <laughs> what about you, Snipe? Uh, probably, uh, how to survive an island for dummies. <laughs> yeah, uh, like, you know, clever. like... Very clever. Or, like, how to build a fucking boat. <laughs> boat building for beginners. <laughs> boat building for beginners, yeah. Sorry, guys, like, Lord mm. of the Rings, Discworld. I'm like, nah, I want fucking off this island. <laughs> this island's crap. I want to go to an island this that island's... has more books. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go to... I'll, I'm going to go to Dramamat's Island, and while he's passed out from bored and reading the Cimmerillion, I'll use his body as a raft like in Swiss Army Man. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Fine. That's what really happened to Daniel Radcliffe. He uh, he read the Summerillion and he became so bored he just died. <laughs> and became filled with fart gas. And died in a really weird way. <laughs> Swiss Army Man is a fucking movie, that man. Is it's what, the best. I love it how halfway through you're like, why am I rooting for this? What the fuck? <laughs> but yeah. Anywho, so Mikhail's second point was, is this answering a question that you you asked, you asked Snipe? I that can't regarding, remember. Regarding what dangerous animal you most likely to be friends with. <gasps> yes, yes. What, yes. what dangerous okay. animal do you want to be so, friends with? Jo- the joking answer is that the most dangerous answer of them all, a human. No! Oh! Uh, but to give an honest answer, they'd go for an alligator because oh, then you chill. could put it in a vest and you can present it as an investigator. Oh, I like that. That was a yeah. snappy joke. That's good. Yeah, nice. Good work. See, and then it could be Flat Fuck Friday every day. Every day. Mm. And no one would argue because who's going to argue with an alligator in a vest? I mean, I would. Only if they were like, <laughs> like, only as like a playful kind of thing. They'd be like, oh, I like pineapple on pizza. And I'd be like, ooh, memes. And then we'd be best friends. I'm sorry I stole your friend. <laughs> Alligators can have more than one friend. Did you know yeah. that? That's well, they also science. can't speak, so I don't think. Um, uh, maybe you're not no. listening hard enough. But when you put them in human clothes, they can emote like a human. Yeah. So okay. It's like have have you seen that picture of Steve Irwin with like I think it's an alligator. And he's holding it up, and just the angle, it looks like the the, the alligator's like smiling. It's <laughs> so cute. It's like Excellent. it's like oh my goodness, it's Steve Irwin best day ever. <laughs> it's so cute. Oh. R.I.P. Stewart. What a fucking... No. What a boss. Yeah. Right. Two two emails left. These are both very quick recommendations. Okay. So, first off, Ash. This recommendation for Wib. Hello. There's um, a battle well. report YouTube channel called Play on Tabletop. Okay. But specifically, they did a game recently. Um, it was Dark Angels versus Guard, but the Guard army was all converted grots to make to make, made to look like Guard. Was it um, Colonel Grotskull's army? Yeah, that sounds like a rock skull. Um, Possibly. Yeah, uh, if if it's a person who who I'm thinking, because there is this guy has done um, a a very well known uh, Grot Rebellion army that's based on guard. He's also a cool dude, and we met him at um, Alcon. Yeah, 
a few years back. Yeah, because yeah. you you nice. designed a shirt for him, didn't you? Yeah, he did a Thousand Suns army, and mm. I, I I made a, a I drew a picture for him of uh, a Thousand Sun kicking a dog because <laughs> it, it, it was a Fenrisian wolf. Yeah, it was a Fenrisian wolf. Um, no, wolf down Fenris. Haha, you're not funny. <laughs> so I always have to preempt that because I'm fucking sick of hearing it. I didn't hear what you said. No wolves on Fenris. Ah, oh, you're so funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, if it walks like a wolf and it talks like a wolf. And it like is a fucking wolf. It's a fucking wolf. Piss off. <laughs> but yeah, I'll um, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll have I'll have a look. Um, because yeah, that sounds very very similar to that one. Hmm. Uh, and very last recommendation. So, well, I don't know if it's a recommendation. It's anyway. So a threat. D. So the, the chat about horror films, the most recent episode of the podcast, reminded me of one of my favourite spoof horror films. It's called Trees. It is a shot by it's a shot by shot remake of Spielberg's classic monster movie Jaws, except instead of a killer shark, it features killer trees. Please tell me if 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 a tree murders you in the woods and there's no one around to be a witness, (laughs) can anyone hear you scream? Oh my god! Today in a shop, I saw like you know little beanies. I saw Jaws branded beanies where it was just a, a little shark. Good. And oh, I was so tempted to buy it for good. you. And you know what? Forget I just said that because I'm going to buy it for you. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Dora Matt, do you want that for Christmas? Um, sure. <laughs> Don't sound like I'm like secretly giving you one of those weird brain slugs from like fucking Futurama. Like here, have a hat. Oh, nearly got me there. <laughs> anyway, yes, that sounds... That- very interesting. It sounds, yeah. Menacing <laughs> trees. I love it. Mm. I, I want to know if it's shot for shot. Is the, are the trees still just like in the water? I'd like, I'd like the fact, I would like it if they were just in a forest and there was someone on a boat somewhere just <laughs> sensing that there was a tree that with malicious intent. <laughs> like, oh, to, to the northwest is a tree that wishes me harm. Uh, and I guess it really. And then they just die. I guess it's a shot for shot remake of Jaws and it can only really be one tree. So but the, I don't know. It's not jaw. Yeah. There's it, multiple jaws in jaws. Yeah. That's Just why it's like, a Yeah. Or aliens, yeah. where there's like two, at least. <laughs> probably. I don't know. It's been a while. <laughs> Anywho, that's all the questions. Okay, cool. Thank you for the recommendations Good. and the questiones. Please send me what dinosaur you would like to be able to turn into at will in, in for the next one. Okay. Mine would be... Um, a velociraptor because they're chubby bitey chickens and I'm basically just a chubby chicken and I just want fangs <laughs> so I could be like and then maul people if good. they were being rude yeah good and not wearing masks if they weren't wearing yeah I just oh, maul yeah, I just maul well, they're not the sort of people you want to like get close to to maul yeah them, but really. did you know that velociraptors are immune to all modern diseases because they're from a long time ago oh uh, yeah that checks out yeah so and there are different Animal, different genus and, and like not yeah. not all creatures can be infected with it so. yeah so like velociraptors are amazing and i'm not talking about the jurassic park ones i'm talking about the ones that are like they're like what is it like 70 centimeters tall and they are just literally chickens with teeth yeah um basically the the ones that are in jurassic park are based on dinonychus dinonychus which is a lot bigger um, which is a lot bigger yeah. but velociraptor is just definitely, such a cooler word. It's definitely the cooler name, so they just yeah. use that. So uh, but Velociraptors are, yeah, like half the size. So I'd be the Vengeful Velociraptor. That would be my superhero name. And, like, 
what I'd go, I'd do is I'd go out as like my, in my human form. And then if someone was like shouting at like, I don't know, the person making a Subway sandwich, I'd, I'd run into the bathroom and turn into a Velociraptor and come out and just fucking maul them. I feel like you're basically <laughs> going to, it would basically be a dinosaur version of that old Everett True comic. I would be Velociraptor True. Oh, my mom. And yeah, I, if you're not familiar with Everett True, it's a it's like a hundred year old comic of this like no no, this no tank hyperbole of, that is yeah, just yeah it is literally a hundred years old. Uh, it's like this huge tank of a guy, and basically people will act like shitheads, and he just goes and punches them. For example, because of course this is not the first pandemic the world has ever been through, and it's not the first pandemic where people were supposed to wear masks to help to protect everyone. And it's not the first pandemic where people would actively not do that because they're dicks. Yeah, um, there's like literal comics of people going oh well i'm not gonna wear i'm not gonna wear one like it's my choice and then he just punches them in the mouth that's the comic well there's one that i really (laughs) like which is like crazy that it's a hundred years ago where this guy's shouting at him going racial equality my eye and then the next thing is everett true walking away and the guy's got this huge fucking like black eye like yeah Yeah, he was like okay wow yeah he would just go around uh, you know punching people who were and weirdly he'd punch people who were racist and sexist or just really rude like kicking you under the table at restaurants and shit kicking dogs like kicking dogs he'd just fuck you up yeah I want to be the I want to be the velociraptor version of Everett True I I think I think the comic's called like the many outbursts of Everett True very satisfying something like that the title is so yeah I could be I could be known as the Everraptor Ever Raptor True. Ever Raptor True. And I'd go around and just fucking tear chunks out of ankles of people who are disrespecting, like, trans people or servers or just basically being dicks in any regard. Cool. I'd be, yeah. I'd, I'd basically, I can imagine it like it wouldn't be this cool kind of like I spin around in a circle and suddenly I'm a raptor. It's like more like super where I go to my car, I change awkwardly and I come back and shout, shut up crime and then maul someone. And it's very obviously me. Personally, I was assuming that you'd have a full Sailor Moon, like, <gasps> like, henshin like henshin sequence. Like, oh, I have made mistakes. I want to have a Sailor Moon. I need a little brooch that's like a Velociraptor claw and I just hold it up and then I just like, and then I like kind of like pat 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 because you know like chicken feet on vinyl like floors. I feel so like we're, I feel like we're desperately like veering away from what a podcast should be at no, an no, alarming no, speed. No, it's just <laughs> I, I really want. I think Velociraptors would be an amazing pet. I'm not sure how you could if, if they were well, tameable. I mean, well, I mean, let's say that they are. If we, if we pretend that you could tame them, yes. yeah, and they all look like um, those Velociraptors from uh, the punchline is machismo. dot com, which is an amazing comic, and it's sad that Kelly Turnbull just has manly done. guys doing manly things. Yeah, the it's amazing. Comic. I fucking yeah. love it. And yet the little Velociraptors and that are just chubby little floofs yeah. with teeth, <laughs> and they are amazing. And I just want, I just want to sit there and stroke and just pet a big. Mm. Basically, I want a chicken. Yeah, get bantams. They're like t- chickens wearing trousers. Oh, those things. You know They're you can just put a chicken in trousers. Yeah, but have you tried? <gasps> you, yes. It's not I easy. I haven't, actually. I've tried to... T- I, I used to take care of my neighbour's chickens because in a heavily rural area, they thought it'd be a really good idea to have a fucking rooster. And they don't just crow at In door. a heavily, like... Not, not a heavily area. populated yeah, area. Heavily populated. Yeah, so... Mm. Right. Oh, okay, right. But yeah, so the, that, that rooster was just like, hmm... 
scream a clock because no. <laughs> cockerels um, don't just don't just crow uh, at in the dawn. morning. They crow constantly. They crow whenever fucking, the fuck they want. Yeah, which is all the goddamn fucking time. And it's like, okay, we get it. It's screamy time. But yeah, I'd like a chicken, and I'd call them like Desutrea or Yongari. <laughs> Young Gary the chicken. Young Gary the chicken. I mean, if you want to have a, if you want to have a kaiju uh, themed chicken, then Gigan's the obvious answer. I know, but like, I don't, I, I don't want to play like you know, I want to play against type. Yeah, shall we end this podcast? Yeah. Because yeah, it's um, no, because Matt talk- needs to sleep. It's already really long, and we're not really talking about anything no! now. We're just having a conversation. Talk about <laughs> okay. Thank you very much for listening, and thank you very much for your questions. Email in and tell us what dinosaur you'd like to be able to turn in at will to defend, you know, the downtrodden and more Karens and man Karens, Kevins, I don't know. And tell us about your favourite chickens. And tell us about your favourite chickens, and what would you call your chicken? Just in a desperate attempt to make this bit of the podcast relevant to something. (laughs) Okay, um, you should just stop. This is a wasted endeavour. Thank you very much for listening. Take care of yourself. We love you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.